What do you do? Make podcast? <laughs> I messed it up. It's still funny. Um, hello, all listeners, and welcome into Through the Lens. Alex was a little off on it. Okay, you can. Okay. Thankfully, Alex kept going so long, so I could say this next line. Boy, do I hate being right. Alex has completely missed his cue again by going too long or not coming in early enough was the hope there. So, everybody, hold on to your butts. We'll be talking about Jurassic Park today with special guest, paleontologist, Dr. Alan, I mean, Anna Ryan, dinosaur expert Anna Ryan. But before we get into the main attraction, let's go over some news. Anna, how are you doing today? Good. She, she, well, you seem, you seem to be like you weren't sure when you were supposed to talk. Well, yeah, you guys are just like going off the dome. That's what we do, man. That's no, what we do. I just showed up here. In fairness, Davis, I thought you were going to do it like in the movie when you say "Welcome to Jurassic Park" and w- then the music swells. The point of it was is that you mess it up, so I could say, "Boy, do I hate being right all the time." Ah, so you, you oh, you knew what you're doing. Yeah, so I set you up for failure. No matter what. There's yes. nothing I could do. Well, again, we are so glad to have longtime friend of the show, first time guest on the show, Anna Ryan, joining us on set today, taking us back in time to when dinosaurs ruled the earth. We had a bit of a late start today, so we're going to rush through the news and trivia real quick before we get into three movies of varying quality. We don't have to go for the full two hours every time. We will. We don't have to is what I'm saying. Okay, and? Oh, my God. Alex, I got things to do, man. Oh, yeah, okay, and I got things to do, man. So, who cares? Anyway, um, who directed The Seven Samurai? Does anybody know? Akira Kurosawa. That was that was lightning fast. That's correct. Yeah. Any you ever seen The Seven Samurai? No. I'm not gonna move these things. I can't see. It's weird. Well, yeah. I thought that was the point. I thought you didn't want to look at me. No, that that was that. No, it just it, there we go. We're we're doing better. We're doing better. And again, remember, don't don't be afraid to move the microphone. You ain't gonna break it. We've only broken one so far um, in our time here. In the Hangover, <laughs> the bachelor party ends with a tiger in their hotel room belonging. To which boxer? Mike Tyson. That's correct. Yep. Mike Tyson. Never indeed. seen it. Never seen it indeed. Uh, I haven't either. Actually, no, I have seen it one time. Actually, I, I forgot about that. Have you seen The Hangover? No. I um, saw like the end of one of them, something with a finger. They like, have hangovers in it, that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> they like forget everything, right? Yeah. And then they that have to one. piece together what happened. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. And, then, and then Zach Galifianakis just acts weird. I think his name is also Alan. 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 Stupid Dr. movie. Grant. Hey, hey, we'll get to it when we get to it, okay? So you do You to dig up dinosaurs? You're getting better at it. Thank, oh, thank you, thank you. I, I, I can do his voice. I can't do the laugh. The laugh. Can you wait? I wasn't listening to it again. Now you, now you got me stressed out. <laughs> what are you so, gonna dig up dinosaurs? No, no, I no. Can't. So you two, you two dig up dinosaurs? <laughs> It's good enough. Jeff Goldblum does have a very unique voice, so it's it's hard to mimic because it's like, it's it's odd. Anyway, um, Ahmed Best gets his own Jedi Kelleran Beck character poster for The Mandalorian. Of course, Ahmed Best played Jar Jar Binks way back in the day, so oh, that care. name. Dying. <laughs> da- Davis, when he hears it. Star Wars stuff, does not care. Also, my, my, my physical therapist this morning was asking if I was still boycotting Mandalorian. I was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> You're dang right. You're dang right. Um, a new trailer for Love and Death starring Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons has been released. Anna, you watched part of the trailer a little bit earlier. First thoughts? I would watch it mostly because um, it implied axe murdering, and that seems really intriguing. What what show is this? Love and Death. It stars Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons. Oh, okay. It's going to be hitting HBO Max, a miniseries, on April 27th. April 27th, the same day that there's the Weagle concert, the same day... 
UPC is putting a movie in the football stadium, we're all praying it's going to be Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Mm-hmm. For, just are, for the for what the are culture. the options? The Hunger Games, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, or Ant Man: Quantumania. So pretty much two bad <laughs> options and two good options is how I would describe that. Harry Potter's already been in there one time. Also, uh, according to Above the Line, South Park's Trey Parker will direct a new comedy film with Kendrick Lamar set to produce. The movie follows a young black man who is interning as a slavery enactor at a living history museum who then discovers that his white girlfriend's ancestors once owned his. Mm-hmm. I heard about this. Crazy. About a, about a year ago, I heard about this. Crazy premise. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Sounds interesting. Kendrick's, Kendrick's part of it. That's uh, Yeah? Yeah, well, I mean, that that's assuming that anything he does is gold, which it, I mean. Which is, it is. Okay, yes. Thank there you, you very go. much. I'm just saying. I was just, I was, come on now, man. Uh, I wouldn't be an accusatory or something. Yeah, you were. No, I was That's not. That's assuming everything he does is gold. It not sound a I didn't say it in that tone. I said it in no, more of like I a, just I just retroactively applied that tone to you, so now everybody is on my side for this. Right, if, they, if they just rewound it like 20 seconds, they, they won't. Would, oh, they won't? They won't. Really? Um, Because they, I, they won't. Well, the oh, button's they? only for 15, so That's you're out true. of luck. They'd have to go back. We're already so far ahead now. <laughs> yeah, they can't go back. They got no choice. <laughs> Anyway, Bong Joon-ho's Parasite is the first film to hit one million five-star reviews on Letterboxd. It was a good movie. A good movie? What? What do you mean a good movie? Davis, what was... Describe Parasite. Uh, why, why did you describe it? Because because I because I don't know. I was trying to... I don't know. Describe it. It's a good movie? Uh, a great what movie? The, there we Thank go. You. A what? great movie. Yeah, there we go. There There's we go. one that is so stressful to me, I cannot rewatch it. Exactly. Like, the plot? Amazing. But the stress factor. Oh, just when they're in the house, and I'm like, oh, I can't. It's so stressful. It, it is, but it's it. so uh, good, man. The flooding got me. It's so good. The whole movie is so good. I love that movie. Um, it deserves it deserves its flowers on that one. Also, according to Above the Line, Damon Lindelof of Lost Fame, those who may or may remember his name, and his co-writer Justin Britt Gibson will no longer pin their top secret Star Wars film. So it appears that people, millions of Davises out there boycotting Star Wars, might be working because <laughs> the entire. Movie, just every project they've they've planned in the last like ten years is like ah eh, not happening. They started making good things. Taika Waititi gonna do Star Wars? Nope. Uh, Ryan Johnson? Nope. The the Daniels Game of Thrones are. people? Nope. The Daniels are. I, I Davis, I was getting to that. Everything well, everywhere. No, the Daniels. No, I just got two first. We'll direct <laughs> at least one episode and possibly more of the upcoming Star Wars series, The Skeleton Crew. Good. Give them unlimited no. budget. How about this? No. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of tweets about this. What? We're just going to use good indie producers and directors as just like a farming, like a farming system for big corporations now. Is that what you want? That's. I mean, no, but uh, seems like that's what he wanted just then. No, I mean, I that, think so. Okay, he seemed Anna, pretty adamant. Come on now, Anna. I don't. I don't want to hear that because everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh, Ki Ki Kwan just did so good. He just won an Oscar." Okay, now the time to do a short round spinoff. That's to, pr- okay. To that, more money that's to Disney. different. No, I think. I think using star vehicles to go back to nostalgia points like that is different than giving two directors who have been going on the indie scene for a while a chance to get a gigantic budget in a big time series. It may, I'm sure it'll be good, but like I don't, I don't like that precedent. I, okay, I guess I, I don't see it as much a precedent as much as I see it as two guys that are very, very talented. Because like it's not like you have to go. Like that's the thing is, Davis. It's not like. An NFL draft where oh you got to go to this team now or whatever. I never like, said it was no, but I mean what I'm saying is like the Daniels are choosing to go do a Star Wars I, series. I know. I'm just saying in general. I don't. If I was like oh they should do they should direct a Star Wars movie. 
Now that no, okay. in general, I just feel like I don't the, I, the the corporate overlords. I'll say it like this, and you may not agree. You'll be like Alex. That's the same thing, or whatever. But I don't think they should or need to go do a Star Wars movie. But now, at the thought that they are going to do one, excites me. Like I don't think Kiwi Kwan needs to do a short movie, nor do I want him to. But like, if he gets cast in a big franchise, I'm like, hey, that's good for him. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's like, like I don't think they need to do anything. Okay. But if they get it, that's cool. They don't. I don't. I'm like, oh, you have to. Like that wasn't my first thought when I saw everything all at once. I was like, okay, I can't wait to see what they make next. Period. Because well, everything all at once is you know, the movie of the year. Mm-hmm. And have you seen everything all at once? I only saw the last part. Of that time when I walked into your apartment because you she didn't did tell me you were watching it. She did that. That's true. Why didn't you tell her? I don't know. It was. A busy... He just doesn't like me. No, He's like Anna. He we watched this so movie. Mean. Have you seen it? You're I'm right. Like, I don't You're have right. a million. I, de- I definitely, I definitely don't like, like you. you, and definitely didn't plan out a Jurassic Park episode for when you returned from your internship. Definitely didn't do that at all. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. <laughs> Get cooked. <laughs> anyway, um, you should watch it in full. You'd really like it. Well, if I had any of the streaming services, it's on. You should buy no DVD. I've been searching for it on Blu-ray. Can't find it. Really? Yep. You know the father is on sale on Amazon. No, half off. No, can't do it. What? Really? Can't do it. Can never do watch it again. Really? Never? I don't know if I ever can. I'm trying to get my friends to watch it. I'll watch it. Finley doesn't want to watch it. Anna said. Anna just said. I she'll literally watch it. was at your place like last week, and I was like, Alex, we should watch the. No, father. but the, so the thing is, is that I only know that I'm going to get like one shot at it, so I want to get everybody to watch. So it. I'm not good enough. No, you, because here's you, the thing, Anna. What? Are you gonna get? Are you gonna be like everybody needs to shut up for this movie? There's yes. no joking around for this. Yeah, movie. no. The, if if a, if a joke is made, fists are getting thrown. Oh wow! Let me, let me be clear on that. Like, <laughs> no. First of all, I don't even think there's there's a time for a joke during that movie. To be honest with you, no. But it's not that. It's that like okay. So here's the thing: is that I've already talked it up enough where I've scared Megan and Sutton and the gang into action. I don't even think they want to watch because how sad it is. Finley wants to watch it by himself. He don't want to watch it with a group. But I know I'd if, be on Finley's side. I know if I allow people to watch it by themselves, they'll never watch that movie. And I think it's a must-watch. So I'm, I'm trying to, you know, because once you watch it, then you'll be like, oh my gosh, it is that bad and more. Because it is the saddest movie ever. Okay, well, here's the thing. You make fun of people when they cry during movies. And so by making us watch a sad movie, it's like setting us up to get bullied. Like okay. me coming on the air today, I was fully prepared. I thought I'd be pretty yelled nice. at. Yeah. Get bullied. I, okay. He's so she's mean just to me. as no, 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 no. This is gaslighting. No, it's um, not. It's just the truth. No. You can ask anybody. Also, that would not be gaslighting. I don't know. I'm just using words now, man. We're all mean to each other. What can He's, I say? He, he is reeling right now. You've really got him on the road. You <laughs> actually do. I'll admit, I'm kind of, I'm kind of shook. Uh, according to One Take News, uh oh, Davis, the Skeleton Crew series will star Jude Law and is created by John Watts of uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming fame. With John Favreau and Dave Filoni involved in this one, too. Guess what? Guess what? You don't care? I don't care. You don't care. A sequel to Good Burger is officially in the works at Paramount Plus with Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell both returning and starring in it. Culture is dying, isn't it? <laughs> I don't. Th- look, the thing is we've been having sequels for ever since Hollywood began. There's five Starsborns. It's nothing new. We just live in a time where... It's just the, the big only franchises thing. are taking over, taking over slowly and surely. And the first story trailer for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, featuring Cal Kestis, was released. The game will hit shelves on April twenty eighth. I'm excited. And you're excited I'm about that it. one, though. I'm gonna play that. It looks pretty cool. I feel like first one's really good. Yeah, I mean, so I've heard. I, I remember I saw Sutton you play the it? final level. Oh. He, he played the final level for like two and a half hours. Vader was, or no, the lady before Vader was cooking him. Oh, it was crazy. No, she she messed me <laughs> up. She was too. crazy, man. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. 
And also, then they're doing homework. Ash felt bad. Vader messed her up. And he had a, oh, it's so cool that she can't even fight Vader. Yeah, he's like, no, you're done, kid. <laughs> the, you're, you have to run. You're done, man. It's, it's it, it, like, what is it like? It's like the uh, the ending of Halo Reach. It's like, objective, survive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the game's so good. It's Incredible. a really good game. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, so I'm excited for the next one. I think they have a lot of, lot of good. The story's actually interesting. It's not just throwing, like, cameos in your face the whole time. Yeah, I think they have a lot of good foundation to build on for the sequel. Like, I always, I know this is, like, very nitpicky, because I'll admit I haven't played the game, but I always thought it was, like, ridiculous when you're swinging at someone with a lightsaber and they don't get cut in half. Like, I get it. You are getting cut in half. And you can it, cut them in half. In that's, that's the thing, is that they, they, they've built off that, because, like, and you haven't played the game, but, like, in it, like, if you're facing off with, like, a clone trooper, you will absolutely swing your lightsaber and hit them, and it's like, oh, their health is half off. But in reality, if you swung at someone with a lightsaber, they would be half off, as in over there. So, well, well, like it makes sense for a game because no, then you just be one-shotting everyone. Yeah, no, exactly. But like, I don't know. They're like, I think, I think they found. I think the, what I was saying is, that I think the sequel they're gonna find a better way to adapt that to make it where there's more challenges in place. Like, I'm trying to think of a game that's like a comparison because there aren't really many games that like most games are just you know button mash, hit them till their health goes down. But like, I'm trying to think of like what game like actually treats the weapon like it is the weapon. I don't play that many games, admittedly, so I, w- I wouldn't know. Like, sort of, the old Assassin's Creed games used to be a lot of, like, parrying uh-huh. before you could, like, go over the kill shot, and issue that was is it. issue is in those, you could mess kids up in that. What like, do you mean? Like, you just, you parry, and all you do is just parry, boom, 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 boom. That's true, yeah. You just mow them down. That's something that games still haven't really figured out in total. Like, obviously, if we think about, like, the Skyrim games, which are entirely built in, you just oh, button the, mash. The combat's not good in Skyrim. The, the story is there. The, the lore is the sto- there. The lore carries Skyrim. True, 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 true. And, and you know, and hey, man. God of Sne- War. Sneak Archer? God of War kind it. of, you, you feel the brutality of the weapons, but you still like have to have to button mash and get their health bar down. I wouldn't say it's button mash, but it's like it's a lot of stuff. But like, Kratos messes them up. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah, I mean, I and of Maybe course like Bayonetta or something. Oh, interesting. Mm. I haven't played those. Devil May Cry probably be a good mm. one. Interesting or like the I don't know. Anyway, yeah, interesting. And there's God of War series coming out. And are there any future media projects that you're excited for that we haven't covered in the news lately? Well, I don't know if I'm excited about it, but they're coming out with another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. No, that one looks good. It looks cool, yeah. man. Okay, I'm just so I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've seen all three series, um, and the last one on Nickelodeon, it it did me in. I was not a huge fan, so I'm a little nervous. Just I mean, a little bit. they got a got a great cast behind it. The animation style is looking like it's going to be Spider Verse esque, which is kind of a, always a win lately. For those who have seen Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, you know what I'm talking about. For those who haven't, what are you doing with yourself? It's almost say. Why do you keep looking at me? Uh, you've seen it though, haven't you? No. Oh well, in that case, that's why <laughs> I put on Blu-ray. That, that's why I'm looking at you then. That's what. That's why. Also, I'm the Fableman's on Blu-ray. Good movie, man. Oh. The shot with the the shot with the with the dad and his wife's shadow. Oh. Mm-hmm. What a movie, Spielberg. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. Steven Spielberg, he ran into a good, let's move yeah. on oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park. He had a whole other page of news he just skipped. Just no, like. I actually didn't. It was a very light week. But he found a way to get around it. That's where you could have riffed, Alex. Davis, sometimes I think, it, anyway. That's where um, you could have been like, oh, man, I had this crazy news about this crazy thing that I skipped just for that segue, but it's okay. I thought anyway. Um, that would just. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna point out times where you could have. Here he goes, man. You. This is gonna be so. <laughs> could much he not me. have just like? Maybe, no, he totally could have. He could have made a good joke there. Anna, like, Anna and I are. We, Alex and stand up. I don't think they go well together. That's why I'm not doing stand up. We're game planning. Podcast. We, we 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 had correspondence earlier. We we're game planning about how to handle you today. Oh yeah. Handle you, me. You should be scared. 
<laughs> I'm kind of happy he's going to use that kind of language. I have, uh, I have something funny I want to bring up later. Don't <laughs> let me forget. It has to do with tranquilizer darts. Do not <laughs> let me forget. So obviously, okay. obviously the second film. Whichever one you want to bring it up for. Uh, but yes. Yeah, okay. Anyway, let's talk about Jurassic Park, a 1993 film which stars Sam Neill as Dr. Alan Grant, Laura oh. Dern as Dr. Ellie Sattler, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum as... Dr. Ian Malcolm. So you do a dig up, dig up dinosaur. <laughs> uh, Richard Attenborough as Dr. John Hammond. And I just want to clarify, people, when we're doing that Jeff Goldblum laugh, you should go look it up yourself because we wanted to play it in the array. We worried about copyright issues because there is some John Williams music in the background for that scene. But we're not exaggerating it in the slightest. No, it's just hilarious. It's weird. It makes no sense. It might be one of the best character introductions in the history of modern what are you, cinema. The, dig up dinosaurs. <laughs> that whole interaction. How, how am, I, am I good at it? Or we're gonna get into work that. On I prefer it? you over Alex. Like okay. Your laugh. Wow. Just it's in general, she means. It's goofy. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? I'm telling, the movie's I'm telling that them. I was coaching him up on it earlier. It's more from your throat. I can't do mm. it, man. He's I'm, doing it from his nose. I yeah, feel like. I, I, I do that. I don't think he knows how to breathe. He doesn't know how to whistle. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's all about when you're doing impressions and stuff, it's all about where you can where you can vocalize yourself, your nose, your throat, your chest, even your stomach if you have to. Even when you sing, you have to do that as well. Yeah. All right. Something, we... something really interesting is uh, most people- You have five more seconds where we have to get into this Most people's national anthems, you don't have to change a lot. But America's national, the United States of America's national anthem is really unique because you have to change where you're singing from throughout the song. So you have to go from like nose to, to stomach to chest. So it makes it really hard facts. to sing. My acapella is singing the national anthem on Sunday. It's hard to sing, isn't it? Sunday. You have to go, have to they go really sang high it at one of the uh, basketball games. We did, a men's basketball game. It was pretty good. I was there. I was pretty there. Baller. I, I was like, I, I forgot you were a singer. So yeah. It was yeah. I, was I incorrect with what I was saying there? Or? Um, it's no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I watched now. a really interesting video about it on YouTube. One now, time. shall we? I guess. <laughs> you guess. Davis uh-huh. is like, I don't want to be here for two hours. Also, Davis, what if I just take the show off the rails every ten I minutes? I have to have fun somehow. It's Jurassic I, I Park. I don't want it to be like nineteen eighty four. You're a party pooper, Alex. Let's go. You're welcome to leave, Anna. Uh, whoa, we already turned whoa, my mic whoa. off, so hey, yeah, man. let's get into Jurassic Park. Richard Attenborough <laughs> as Dr. John Hammond, Bob Peck as Robert Muldoon, possibly my favorite character in this movie. Martin Ferrero as Donald Gennaro. That's an interesting, interesting parallel between names there. B.D. Wong as Dr. Henry Wu, Joseph Mazzello as Tim Murphy, Ariana Richards as Lex Murphy, Sam L. Jackson, who just shows up halfway through as Ray Arnold, Wayne Knight, your man, as Dennis Nedry. Spielberg actually chose to cast Knight as Dennis Nedry. Because of Seinfeld. No, after seeing his performance in Basic Instinct, when he's just sweating, (laughs) just licking his lips and sweating. Can I have a sip? That's from Sonic and a Seinfeld reference (laughs) to the Basic Instinct reference. There's so many references. (laughs) Jerry's Jerry's spinning around the soda. No. What would you you have done if Spielberg said, I actually cast him after seeing his riveting performance in, in JFK? Oh. No. Back and to but the left. He, he could have said Seinfeld. He's he's good in Seinfeld. I, want, I think I think it was probably the capacity to have a more serious role. I, I mean, yeah, but I just want to say Wayne Knight is one of the better actors on Seinfeld. I mean, they're all good actors except Jerry. Jerry's not good, but like Wayne Knight is like really funny. Yeah, like he can play the serious oh, thing. We, lo- for we the love bit. Newman, man. He's hilarious. We love Newman. We Hello, all love Newman. You ever watch Hello, Seinfeld, Anna? Newman. Yes. I'm glad. There, there you go. Then you got I'm Jerry. I'm going to read you my spec script I made. It's Ooh. about zombies. Oh, wow. I love zombies. Oh, yes, indeed. It's a good I don't Alex like it. doesn't like it. Jerry <laughs> Mullen as Dr. Harding, a little cameo from a bigger character in the books. Anna knows what I'm talking about there. Cameron Thor as Dr. Lewis Dodson. Cameron Thor had previously worked with Spielberg on Hook and initially auditioned for the role of Malcolm before trying out for the role of Dodson. 
In the film, Dotson gives Nedry containers disguised as a can of shaving cream. Thor said about his casting, it just said shaving cream can in the script, so I spent endless time in a drugstore to find the most photogenic. I went with a Barbasol can, which ended up in the movie. I was so broke at the time that I took the can home after the audition to use it. That's a little fun fact about the infamous Barbasol can that disappears halfway through the film. It's directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh, wait. Greg Burson as Dino DNA, Mr. DNA himself. So for that, for those who, those who know. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Written by... Written by Michael <laughs> Crichton and David Kep. Cinematographer from Dean Cundy. Edited by Michael Kahn and scored by the impeccable... John Williams. This film was a true summer blockbuster releasing in July or in June 11th of 1993. For a blockbuster, it's kind of short of just two hours and seven minutes. Considering Jurassic World Dominion is actually the longest film in the series and is the cheapest film in the series at $63 million for a budget. And it gained back its budget and then some, earning over $914 million worldwide in its original theatrical run, becoming the highest grossing film ever at the time, which was held until Titanic in 1997. There's some movies I could like list and be like, oh, I would have killed to see that in the theaters. This is one of them. Are you kidding yes. me, man? I would imagine seeing it and then like the boom and like the water shakes. Electric. So my grandma actually tells electric. stories about taking my oldest cousin Michael to go see Jurassic Park in theaters, which I want to say, man, that we'll say the timeline lines up. And like, I mean, she's, I mean, it was just crazy, you know. That, I mean, this was not just a gigantic box office film, not just a giant scope of a story, but it's, I mean, visually, it's the best-looking film of all time by the time it's made. One could argue that it maintained that until probably Avatar, considering the scope of Jurassic Park's animation, and, of course, the greatest of all animation techniques, animatronics and practical effects. We we champion this in, in all of it, and Stan Winston is the man himself. God bless him and all of his incredible work. That he'd done so many films. He also worked on the Terminator series, which is why those movies look so good. But Jurassic Park, I mean, what is there to say? It is the first blockbuster film, and it might just be the perfect blockbuster film. I have one negative thing to say about this whole movie. Oh. That's all. One okay. like there's one thing. And it's not even a big thing. It's a thing that everybody has talked about many times before. It is when the T-Rex shows up, and then later on, over the wall, it's all of a sudden a 35-foot drop. Doesn't make any sense. It's never been explained. It 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 does not make any oh, I sense. I don't remember that. You guys haven't heard about this? No. I didn't yeah, even think about Okay, so here's my thing. What if it's just so in the Lego game, it's like a free roaming world, right? And so the T-Rex pin, it has like hills, and then that dip is just for the sewage cuz you know how they like wash off in that sewer pipe underneath it. That's like I don't know. I just accepted it because, like, Ellie and Muldoon get down there so fast when they're looking for them. I feel like there's, like, maybe sides. Like, no, I agree with that, but there's no scale established. And, like, considering how wide the divot is, it doesn't make any sense to – because, like, relative to where – the T-Rex came in between the two cars and then he pushes the car over the ledge and there is uh, no yeah. – there is no comparable – which that that's like again, it's one thing, and it was it was very much a we want we have a really cool set piece we want to do, and I get it, I'm fine with it. There's not really like major beef with it, but that's the only one thing. But let's talk about Jurassic Park, guys. I mean, what do you have to say about a movie that has still stood the test of time at this point? I mean, even the what CGI looks bad is made up for by the fact that the practical effects are some of the best that's ever been done and probably ever will be done, considering practical effects are not really a thing anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. What do you got to say, Davis? Um, come back to me. 
Come back to how in the world? <laughs> I mean, I have stuff, but like you just posed a question Sorry. to me that I wasn't ready for. Sorry. So why, why don't I go through a couple a couple fun fact pieces it, here? You're just gonna skip me. That's fine. Fine. Okay. Sorry, Anna. Go ahead. No, then no, what, it's fine. no go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. What do you got? Go. Oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> another fun fact. Uh, this record was held until, of course, Titanic came out, and then following its 20th anniversary release in 2013, Jurassic Park became the oldest film in history to surpass one billion dollars in ticket sales and the 17th overall. It won. All three Academy Awards for which it was nominated, Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Visual Effects. However, at the same ceremony, Spielberg, editor Michael Kahn, and composer John Williams all won Academy Awards for Schindler's List, all of which mm-hmm. I believe Jurassic Park was nominated for as well, which we need to probably talk about that, Davis, and I know you can probably lend um, some analysis to that. This is probably the greatest year any living director has ever experienced. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. I watched a story about it where like he had only... Um, all he had left was like the mixing or something, and it had it had been winter in Europe. He's like, I gotta go shoot Schindler's List right now. So he's like, he gave, he handed off finishing Jurassic Park to somebody. He went and shot Schindler's List immediately, like no break. He went and shot arguably the greatest movie ever made. Absolutely, filming for Jurassic Park took place in California and Hawaii from August to November of 1992, and post-production lasted until May of 1993. Supervised by Spielberg in Poland as he filmed Schindler's List, the contingent actually saw. I read somewhere was that Spielberg ag- agreed to make Jurassic Park so he could get the funding to make Schindler's List. It was like, all right, build us your box office giant. We'll go a step further and let you make Schindler's List, and then I mean, again, he makes. The most successful movie of all time, and then one of the saddest, most emotional movies. Oh, Spielberg's ever. crazy. <laughs> and think about poor man. John Williams was putting in work. Like man. after watching the Fablemans, I have a whole new appreciation of Spielberg. He really is one of probably. He's almost become underrated because modern Twitter's like he he does have a few flops in there. Yeah, but Ready Player One, I don't like Jurassic World Two. Not great. He didn't do Jurassic World Two. You mean Jurassic Park Two? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. That is what I mean. He's 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 been like executive producer for the Jurassic World movies. He hasn't touched those with a ten foot pole. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, everybody's gonna have flops when you've done Jaws, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List. Catch me if you can. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good one. For some reason, no. Every time E. T. No, when people say that, I always think of Now You See Me. Oh, okay. Like for some reason, Catch Me If You Can and Now You See Me are the same. They got they got got some other they got some other vibes there. Um, I also want to talk a bit about the writing of it. So obviously, it's based on Michael Crichton's book, and in some of my uh, fun facts on how the movie was made. Before Crichton's novel was published, four studios put in bids for its film rights. While the backing of Universal Studios, or with the backing of Universal Studios, Spielberg acquired the rights for $1.5 million before its publication in 1990. Crichton was hired for an additional $500,000 to adapt the novel for the screen and then Kep wrote the final draft, which left out much of the novel's exposition and violence, making numerous changes to the characters. Filming took place in California, as I said. And the dinosaurs were created with computer-generated imagery by ILM and life-size animatronic dinosaurs built by, as I said, the great Stan Winston. The film was backed by an extensive $65 million marketing campaign, which included licensing deals with over 100 companies. Now, and I want to talk to you about this. We're going to touch on it a bit with this one, but maybe more so with the second one because of the differences that possibly hurt that second film. Mm. Michael Crichton writes the book. You and I have both read the book. I mean... I haven't. Don't they nuke it at the end, though? No. What? I thought they nuked the island at the end. No. What? No, but Ian Malcolm Malcolm dies at the end. No, he doesn't. 
Okay, so have there, you not read the second book? No, so okay, actually, that's there, my that's there my are fun no, fact for you. There are no reliable narrators here. They, that's they my fun fact for you. Explain it in the second book. Yeah, and you know what Crichton said about the second book? He said, "I just brought him back because I needed him." So he he wow. planned on killing but he's him. Alive, and then I mean, yeah, because he Crichton planned on killing him off, and then then when he was pushed to make a second novel, which he actually hates the second novel, he is that's, not. That's fair. He doesn't it's like a it lot at all. Different. Um, he said that basically I had to bring back Malcolm because it wouldn't work with anybody else was his reasoning. I mean, he killed <laughs> off a lot of people in the book, like yeah. which I find funny is because he kills off Henry Wu, who is the foundation for all of the Jurassic yeah, World Yeah, he movies. basically is he, from side character to gigantic um, series regular, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think it seems clear to me that Crichton's fingerprints are definitely on this movie and not the other ones. Even with all the rewrites, I think there's details there from him that are definitely carried over. One that really stood out to me was the fact that, and I only noticed this on this watch through, despite the fact that we don't meet Samuel Jackson's character until later on, we hear his voice maybe three or four times announcing the boat uh, departures. Little exposition pieces that is so vital to establishing the many layers to this story because even though it's an action set piece, even though it's a sci-fi thriller and whatnot, there's a lot going on in this movie. Yes. And I think that's probably one of its best traits. I wonder where I came up this nuking the island from. I don't really know, Davis. There's there's been a few stories about plots of movies that I've just like in my head they're just wrong. Like I bring them up, they're like, what? <laughs> like I you you have you seen Chicken Run? Yes, Alex, terrifying. great movie, love it. Uh, I, for some reason, until like a year ago, I thought they all died at the end. <laughs> Honestly, though, my mom said she had to take us out of the theater when we watched it the first time. Chicken Run's crazy. I was just talking it about scary. it. It was scary. I was just it talking about insane. it. I was, like, I was like, too bad the chickens died at the end. And then Jack was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it feels like it, man. The vibe of that oh movie. The reason I think that is because The Great Escape, oh. they do all die at the end. Well, they, uh, spoiler alert. They, uh, it's an old movie, Dave. It's, it's a really good movie. By the way, spoiler alert for these Richard three Admiral's movies, even though they're one. all very old. No, he's not. Uh, probably not. Which I don't uh, want to talk about that. How about this cast, everybody? I mean, what? Who's your favorite character? Who's your favorite performance, he, though? He, 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 no. Oh, he's so funny. okay, Doctor Grant. I love him. Yeah, oh, Doctor Grant's so cool. great. He's so wholesome. Um, but I think they cast John Hammond really well. Attenborough. So that's one thing that I was really struck by. You know, so growing up with this movie, it, he is in The Great Escape. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Hammond is kind of like a Walt Disney-like character in this film, yes. and I was like, oh, well, you know. Compared to his, he, like he's a psychopath in the book. Like he's crazy in the book. I don't know if you knew that, Davis. He also kind of dies. I haven't in read yeah. it, so I don't. know. No, Hammond is like evil in the book. Mm. Like he is absolutely horrible, and he he's more like he's more like current Disney than old Walt Disney. If that makes any sense, um, to, just to shade Disney real quick. But <laughs> like watching it, you know, I watched with Megan over the summer, and she had never seen it before, and she's like, "What? I hated John Hammond." I'm like, "Okay, whoa, wait a minute. I don't know about that." But watching it back. He, there, he plays like it them. so well that, I mean, he he wants to be this, oh, nice, bubbly grandfather, oh, but he is evil. He is evil. Like, he's, you, he's, he, like in the second movie, sorry to jump to the second movie, but Ian Malcolm goes like, oh, from a capitalist to a naturalist, whatever, however he talks, which is, yeah. a, which is a pretty apt line. That is, Yeah, I think so. And like even more so, like you have Ellie's speech about how people are dying, and then Hammond uses it later on, and we're like, okay, you just basically stole that rhetorical device. And... He, like, every line he says is critical. Like, he says that Muldoon's a bit of an alarmist, even though, and then follows it with the foremost expert on raptors. Now, like, if he's the foremost expert on raptors, maybe he's not an alarmist. Maybe he just he knows what he the heck he's talking money. about. Exactly. What is his accent supposed to be as well? Scottish is what it's supposed to be. It's all over the place. It is all over the yeah. place. It's same all with, over the place. Same with Dr. Grant's. What do you mean? Sam Neill. 
like Sam Neill, but he has an issue with his his accent will peak out every once in a while. He has he's, an accent. He's British in real yeah. life. Ooh. And when you wa- when you know that and you're watching it, like sometimes they'll say a line, you're like, oh yeah, he's British. Now I have to go watch it again. He's in this movie called um, Event Horizon. Very underrated, like like early or like late '90s horror movie and <gasps> sci-fi horror movie. That it's sounds really delightful. Like kind of panned by the public, but by, by like by like the critics, but like it's actually pretty good. It's cool. It's really interesting. There's a whole I watched a whole video about it. It's the movie's actually good too. I've seen it. But he, I'm pretty sure he does have his accent in that one, and he goes, he goes space crazy. Uh-oh. But I'll get, kind of give you a little little I, a hint into it. Event Go Horizon, ahead. 1997, has Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, Jason Isaacs, and Jolie Richardson, if you know them. But it's basically that they're on this space station. They're going to investigate it, but they've opened a portal to hell on this space station. Ooh. It's cool. Anna would love that movie. It's really cool. I give it a thumbs up. I really like it. Okay, well, circling back to John Hammond. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel – no, you're fine. Um, I feel like it's like he has character development. In a way. So he's very removed from all of this because, like, the first, like, he's always like, oh, I insist on being here when they're born or whatever, talking about the dinosaurs on Isla Nublar, which we find out later they're born on Isla it's called, it's called It's called plot hole. That's what that is. It, yeah, respectfully. it's a whole thing. Um, Actually, disrespectfully, but anyway. But he's just like, I feel like as... Alan says later, like, he had the best intentions but did the worst things with it. That's the only good line from the third movie, so I agree with that. Uh, um, I really just think that Hammond's portrayal in this is more nuanced, and I think that adds a lot to the film because in it he is kind of cartoonishly a villain. And Crichton, I know you're a big Michael Crichton fan. I don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful because obviously he is a genius, for, and he and Spielberg actually came with the idea while they were meeting and crafting the idea for ER. So yeah, Crichton in the 90s was actually cooking, so for what it's worth. But I think like the mo- the book is very cartoony at times. Like I mean, for example, Davis, I don't know if you know this part, but um, Robert Muldoon lives and wields a rocket launcher and I believe shoots a T-Rex with it, which is awesome. I, so there's no nukes at all. In no, but he shoot he shoots a rocket launcher at a T Rex, and it's like awesome. But it it I don't know if it would have translated as well with the nuance that Spielberg is going with, mm-hmm. and I think it definitely goes a better direction here, character wise. Of course, I do think it's very funny that in the book Jurassic Park, there's about a hundred pages about DNA sequencing, and the Dino DNA oh, guy yeah. explains it in like two minutes. And there's also, like the video screens. Favorite shot I noticed in this movie, um, when they're going to the Dino DNA part, there's an inexplicable shot of. John Hammond just walking in front of um, the of Ellie and uh, Alan and Ian as they're talking. And it's like, why the heck would Spielberg just have a random cut like that? But then what you realize if you watch it back is it shows Hammond's cane that has the amber on it, which we see in like two seconds later on the screen. I was like, okay, that's a fun little detail. That I mean, clearly, if a two-hour and six-minute movie, there's clearly an intent there for that mm-hmm. random cut. But anyway, I just... I don't think there's any... I mean, this movie's really, really amazing. Okay, I I do have one issue with Uh it. Okay, so they have the sizes wrong for the dinosaurs, which, yeah, yeah. but velociraptors, in this movie, they have them like six feet. They're 1.6 feet tall. Size of a turkey. Little babies. But uh, Crichton said he liked velociraptors better as a name. He thought it sounded scarier. Which is pretty funny and correct. Sounds cool. So, what was the dinosaur that it's, was the uh, uh, He based it off of, I saw it today. I cannot remember the name. The thing is, the name is not very, it's, it was hard to pronounce and not easily to remember, whereas Velociraptor is 
Velociraptor. Right. It's cool. Mm-hmm. They also, they kind of like swapped them also because the Dilophosaurus may be my favorite. Um, it's supposed to be like five to six feet tall. And it's they pretty have cool. It, they have a little baby. Maybe it's a little juvenile one. Who yeah. knows? Well, there's two of them. Wait, there are two? Well, Wait. yeah, that's how that one got in the car. I thought oh. it just it just jumped up there real quick. Well, he was it's looking re- at it really when he quick. ran into the I car. I assumed it was just really quick, man. Do you think they just had one Dilophosaurus in that whole Yeah, country? I don't know. I mean, well, the park is poorly planned, and that's one of my favorite details about it is like these gigantic enclosures for... Maybe you'll see a T-Rex, guys, as we drive by. It um, was, yeah, it's just a bad park. It's, it's, a, it's an acre. <laughs> it's, it's really bad park they're on. It's kind of funny, yeah. and that, that's probably one of my favorite details about that. Uh, something interesting about dinosaurs, since you like, you like paleontology and all that, too? I'm, or just dinosaurs in general? I'm, like, interested. I'm no expert. I'm, I'm just, not, like, I enjoy... I don't claim to be either. I enjoy them. Have you ever heard of the, the, the issue of vacuum-forming dinosaurs? No. Like, so you have, like, the dinosaur skeleton... And then when people like recreating what they think they look like, they have this they have the skin like right on to them. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about because yeah. like whales or like mm-hmm. or seals was or just, a seal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like if you just saw like a human skeleton, you'd be like, oh man, you wouldn't you wouldn't think we had like fat and all that or like yeah. flabby parts of our skin. You just like like suck it all the way down. Right. Or, like if you if you saw like a bird skeleton, you'd be like, oh that's a weird looking dude. But like they don't look like that in real life. It's an interesting thing to think about, what the dinosaurs actually looked like. Yes. Some of them had feathers. I agree. And we've seen that in Jurassic World uh, Dominion, actually. Uh, and that was the most recent and more updated version. Even even sort of Jurassic Park 3 kind of shows hints at that, I guess. Yes. Kind of, sort of. They but... have, like, that one. He yeah. has, like, a little mohawk going exactly. on. Exactly. Except it, it looks like they just used the same animatronic model for, like, three or four of them. Because, you know, they were cheap and that movie sucks. Anyway, um, before we get to all the negativity that I will have, and I will be spewing quite a bit okay. later on okay. today. <laughs> I just, I think it's awesome. It's a good movie. It, like I, it's the problem when it, this is the thing we've run into a few times on this show. When a movie is as perfect as this one is, what do you say? Well, I think the thing is Spielberg's just such a good filmmaker. Like even if there are issues with certain things, like maybe like like something doesn't add up, or like this shot. Like, I don't know. It's just Spielberg brings such an energy to the movies, it doesn't really matter. I would agree. And I think even more so... He elevates it, the rest of it so much that like one little mistake or something doesn't really matter. And It's because every single shot and scene feels so... It, it, I think somebody described this perfectly when talking about the latter two films in part, is that Spielberg, no matter what you have to say about the guy, he cares about whatever he is making, right? Like even his lesser movies, they may not be, you know, okay, they may not be as good, but... There's no doubt that the man cares about what he's crafting, and and that is an admirable trait that makes you almost like the movies more. Like, I mean, I was thinking about the iconic Jello shot where she's like shaking the Jello because she's mm-hmm. like that. It's just so cool. Like, that's just a great way to, and I I really appreciate that too. Even more so, I think this film has one aspect that I think every other film to follow it in this series has lost, which is. Obviously, um, I'm going to shout out a specific piece of music from the great John Williams, which is Journey to the Island, which is the entire score that plays from when they are in the helicopter to when they finally see um, the whole Welcome to Jurassic Park moment. It's about seven and a half minutes long. Listen to it if you haven't listened to it, if you feel so inclined. It's a masterpiece. That was a call to action. Sorry. You, if could, you, feel you, could, so you couldn't save that one. Sorry, 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 sorry. Just say you recommend. I, I, I recommend y'all listen to that one because I really just think it's it's an incredible piece of music. If you feel so inclined, there that's where you can find it. Anyway, um, I think so that piece, you know, one, I want to talk about that music in a bit, but even that scene, you know, we see 
the incredible moments of the Brachiosaurus and obviously the entire herd and the Welcome to Jurassic Park. But then the last bit of that is not, look at these CGI creations we have. It's Alan Grant confirming his theory about dinosaurs moving in herds. It's about him Mm -hmm. and how this event makes him feel, not look at these dinosaurs. They're cool. It's about how he, the scientist, the paleontologist, feels in that moment instead of anything else. And I think that's probably one of its greatest traits is that it keeps you on the human characters no matter what spectacle it's showing you. And every other movie to follow it in this series has lost that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about this movie is that you see these people who have devoted their lives to this thing. They see it. They are awestruck. You know, they're overwhelmed. And then slowly they're just like, okay, well, this is terrifying. Yeah. And it's just like taking like the awe of nature and then showing like, wow, she's really um deadly and scary. Exactly. Yeah, like, I, I love the whole dinner scene where they're like, uh, no. Yeah, she's like, you got toxic plants in here, bro. Like, what you doing? And even, like, the fact that Hammond is so numb to it all. He's like, let's have dinner after they just saw Velociraptor devour a cow. Literally. Who's hungry? Because he just just doesn't, he, like, he's just, that's how out of touch he is with reality where they are and how he just thinks. And I think I love how you can tell that he kind of lies to everybody a bit. So, like, there's at the beginning of the film when he first meets them, which I also want to talk about. That beginning scene with the raptor, which is iconic. Also, Muldoon might be my favorite character. He's so funny, man. It's so cool. Clever. He's like, girl. he's like, he's like, I'll go. It's like he just volunteers at every turn. He's like, I'll do whatever I can, man. Yeah, he's and a then, good guy. And the whole thing is like, we're being hunted. No, no, it's all right. I've got her. <laughs> Clever girl. It's awesome, man. He's cool. Yes. He's cool. Too bad. I love it. Too bad. Yeah, I know. It's so sad, man. Same, same with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I mean, you're rooting for me. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> So when we were watching it, Sutton was like, how is he talking while he's chewing on that cigarette so hard? I'm like, I don't know, it's man. It's possible. It's like ventriloquism, right? I mean, he, I mean he's like... It sticks to your lip. His mouth is not moving and words are coming out, I swear. I'm telling you, no, but... It's I also, like you. I don't even... But, okay, so funny. So at the beginning, like... um, So we have the lawyer exposition in Dominican Republic, right? And the lawyer's mm-hmm. like... Our our um our shareholders want Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler, or no, they want Alan Grant, right? And then later on, when Hammond meets him, Hammond's like, "Oh yeah, I uh I want you guys." And it's like, "No, you don't. You're being told you have to, or they're gonna shut you down, man." Like he he lies about that, and then further on down the line, I want to say it's like he lets it through when he's like, "You're all supposed to be brought here to support me," and now the only friend is the lawyer. It's like they weren't brought there to support you; they were brought there to evaluate you. Yeah, and I, I just think it's it's very it just shows bits and pieces of that that I think is very very well and detailed. Who wanted who wanted Malcolm? Um, the so lawyer, right? I think I know because because no, the one lawyer of them said brought, like they brought him as a chaotician. Yeah, yeah, so the lawyer's like I already got Ian Malcolm, but they want Alan Grant is what he said. But then someone on the thing said like this is the best guy you can get. Or Hammond said that. No, Ham- Hammond Hammond says you bring the rock star. Reference to the lawyer. Yeah, so the lawyer himself picked a guy, but the shareholders of an independent company wanted someone else. Okay, basically. So it was like it was like a multi multi. So what, why thing why they need a chaos theory guy there? Exactly. Just because he no. So here's the thing. So it was basically like Alan Grant's your number one paleontologist. He's gonna be able to tell you what you need to know. Ian Malcolm is probably like the is like a Neil deGrasse Tyson type character, right? Like he's like a celebrity scientist. So you get a celebrity scientist approval. You get an actual scientist approval. 
Split the difference. I mean, also, he's a chaotician. And like Samuel Jackson's character said, they have all the problems of a theme park and a zoo. Exactly. So I guess Ian maybe was there to tell them everything that could go wrong. And ha- has already apparently gone wrong. I also love the detail that Dennis's um, entire workstation is disgusting. Yes. It, like, it's horrible. There's just trash everywhere. Also, he has a picture of Oppenheimer taped his computer. <laughs> I can't wait for that movie so I can make jokes so much. It's going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. I'll make this bomb that kills a million people. Oh, I'm so sad. It kills so many people. <laughs> hey, man. There's some nuance to that, I, I think. I know, maybe. but it's funnier, to, it's funnier to act like there is no nuance. Absolutely. I, I, know, oh, what you, I know what you mean, Davis. I, I, I do that with a certain, with a certain, um, you know. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have to say about Jurassic Park, everybody? Um. Okay. Talking about more practical effects stuff. So I'm pretty sure I could be wrong on this. So maybe fact check me. But they used like the bass string under the water to make it look like the T-Rex was coming. Apparently that was like super cool stuff. Like the, like it like it vibrating? Yeah. Interesting. Cool. And that's, that's how cool. they that's how they replicated it. Mm. And then when the kids were screaming when the T-Rex broke the car, those were those real screams. Cuz the glass snapped in half. As yeah. you can see in the first shot very clearly. Pretty cool. I would I be mean, like, oh my god, it's a real T-Rex. So that's actually it relates to another fun fact, because obviously there's all that water and rain, and the T-Rex actually shorted out and came on uh during a like when they were just not filming a scene and people like freaked out. Because they're like, what that'd be all- I wish I was there for that. <laughs> I mean it's, it's, it's alive! Oh I, my god! I really want to know what they did with this animatronic because it's probably the greatest animatronic I've ever seen, and I wanna yes. know why it's not in a museum somewhere so I can just look at it. And be like, okay, that's cool. That's well, incredible. I've been to where they filmed it, Kalua Ranch. It's in so Hawaii? pretty. Where is it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. so oh, pretty. They yeah. also feel like Skull Island there, the new oh, one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really think that that is just. I mean, the animatronics feel very alive. They feel yeah. like, and it just doesn't feel the same in the next films, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Specifically in the third one, we're going to talk about that certainly. <sighs> But I just think the Dilophosaurus feels real. The yes. Raptors, of course, are just awesome. The Which ones are the Dilophosaurus? The one that the one that shoots the yeah exactly acid. Yeah. yeah exactly that Kills one's Newman. great. You see? Jerry would have liked that one. <laughs> I I just love it. In the books, he gets gutted by Velociraptors, right? Newman. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and oh he just ne- like, Nedry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He does. And he just holds his guts, and he's yeah. Like, it's, it, hmm. the, so the <laughs> book the is horrifically scary. violent. I yeah, it it's is. really scary. It is. It's amazing, but it's it's violent. Should I read That's it? Something, yes. You That's really. Something I think that you'd I like love it. about it is that Crichton puts you like in the first person of the person that's about to die. Yeah. No. He. And he, so it's like you're just like oh. I'm getting got right now, man. Yep. It's pretty. It's pretty terrible. You got any other book recommendations for me while I'm. Uh, anything by Crichton? If you like, if you, yes, so, State of Fear is so good. That's the test. If you like Jurassic State Park, of Fear is so good. Crichton's other stuff is—he's he, a pretty incredible writer. I can contest. I've read all of his fiction books. Oh wow, it's like yeah. a million. No, there's like twenty. Something. He sold two hundred million <laughs> copies though, so there's that. Um, I've sold that much, don't worry. Okay. You know, William Hurt was initially offered the role of Alan Grant, but turned it down without reading the script, and then Harrison Ford was offered it before Sam Neill was ultimately cast three or four weeks before filming began. He said, "Quote." It all happened real quick. I hadn't read the book, knew nothing about it, hadn't heard anything about it, and in a matter of weeks, I'm working with Spielberg. So that's pretty cool. Cool. That's a heck of a casting. And then Laura Dern was the first choice for the role of Ellie Sattler, though she was not the only actress offered the part. Robin Wright, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Helen Hunt all uh, auditioned, and Robin Wright actually turned down the role, I think. And then for Jeff Goldblum, Janet Hershenson's film, the film's casting director, Felt Jeff Goldblum would be right choice to play Enoch after reading the novel. Jim Carrey also auditioned for the role, according oh, to Hershenson. 
Carrie was terrific too, but I think pretty quickly nope. we all loved the idea of Jeff Goldblum. Jim Carrey would have been bad. Well, all righty then. <laughs> he gets eaten alive. What do y'all dig up dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he would have done. Boy, do I hate being right all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that would have been terrible. See, Alex, that was rough. That was good. That was that, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up. <laughs> you condescending. No, I was not even Alex, we're just joking. It's positive, it's However, positive reinforcement. I'm giving you a. Oh, giving thank you, me. thank you, thank you. It's to help um, you. I do want to say, though, that uh, this movie is still the genesis, uh, or no, as the source of my favorite. <laughs> genesis is the wrong word completely. Completely. It is the source of my favorite line in the history of cinema, which is when Jeff Goldblum face down with a 30-foot Tyrannosaur that can run 35 miles an hour. 65. Yeah, 65? Alan, what? 66, actually. Wait, that's what they say when um, Alan's like, or he asks how the fast the brontosaurus are. And then Hammond's like, well, we collect the T-Rex at 65. No, it he 35? doesn't. It's 35. Oh the my velociraptors gosh. are cheetah speed, 60, 70 miles an that's hour. That's embarrassing. That I is embarrassing. I was hanging out with the cheetah the other night. So you know. Was it fun? Yeah, you know, cheetahs till it, till it ate your face off, man. You no, dogs no, made my dreams. Cat cheetahs aren't that deadly to you, they're from cats. what I understand. Yeah, uh, tigers are also cats, but <laughs> cheetahs meow. Cheetahs will meow. <gasps> you didn't know. That's true. You, you'll love those videos. Anyway, can I continue my? No. Is that in faced with the gigantic tyrannosaur going to eat him? He's like his first thought is, "Boy, do I hate being right all the time." And that is he's so funny. the inspiration for my. Like, I hope in my darkest moment I can have the ego to say such an incredibly stupid line. I love that. I love it. I think it's hilarious. And I also, Ian Malcolm puts a tourniquet on his leg after getting that almost eaten by, like, this man's. He didn't get almost eaten. He almost got stepped on. I mean, same thing. Either way. It's really not. I don't know, man. He oh, The T-Rex was running him down. Either way, he almost got got. <laughs> Davis. Cheetahs are not an active threat to humans and are rather docile compared to other wild cats. But cheetahs are still wild animals. You should never touch a wild cheetah. But they're pretty docile. Interesting. There you go. Also, last bit of notes here for John Williams. He began scoring the film at the end of February, and it was recorded a month later. As with Close Encounters of the Third Kind, another Spielberg film he scored, Williams felt he needed to write, quote, pieces that would convey a sense of awe and fascination, given it dealt with the overwhelming happiness and excitement that would emerge from seeing live dinosaurs. In turn, more suspenseful scenes such as the Tyrannosaurus attack required more frightening themes. I think he accomplished that. Wouldn't you say so? In terms of, in terms of creating that score? Has John Williams worked with Steven Spielberg on like all his movies? Uh, Jaws, Close Encounters, Indiana Jones, Schindler's List, E.T. E. Catch Me If You Can, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yes, Saving Private Ryan. Um, I can't think of lately. I don't think he did. He didn't do his later. He did a Fablemans, but he didn't do Ready Player One. This is so good. Because when he was doing Ready Player, when they did Ready Player One, he was doing Star Wars. Because you know he's ninety like five now. He's basically kind of doing a one score a year. Type schedule. Well, good thing he's not playing all the instruments himself. He might be out of breath. <laughs> it's a young man's game. <laughs> yes, it is, Davis. Yes, it is. Yeah. You're completely right. I'm sure Mr. Williams would definitely agree with that one. I bet he would. He's been nominated for uh, um, uh, more Oscars than anyone except Walt Disney, actually. Uh, don't care about him. Wait, like the guy Walt John, Disney? No, yeah, as in the man okay. Walt Disney. How many? John Williams, it's 54. How, how many has he won? Uh, he's won five. Crazy. Um, yeah, which is, I mean, like, because you think about it, but the ones he's won for are tremendous. Scores. I have a question. Is Go this ahead. when Walt Disney was still alive or is he getting nominated for every movie that no, comes No, no. He was like, he got nominated for a bunch when he was alive. Okay, like so animation. it's not like every time Disney gets nominated, he gets nominated no, technically. No, no. Okay. 
Just making sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's primarily like a bunch of an- like when when he was at the forefront of the animation market, like he was winning everything. Essentially, as far as my understanding goes. In fact, I actually pulled this up one time, and I'll pull it up right now if you guys want to talk about um, some more Jurassic Park related things for just a minute. Oh, I do have a comment. Go so ahead. Alex's comment about Ian Malcolm saying that stuff right before he mm-hmm. almost gets stepped on. He said that verbatim in a previous podcast. Alex did? Yes. What do you mean? You said that like yeah, one the, or two episodes ago. It's the greatest verbatim. line ever, man. What can I what can I say? No, like your whole explanation oh, too. I just found that really funny. As in about about the boy do I hate being right all the time. Yes, line? and you were like, I wish I had a line like that that's so cool right before I die or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. I don't awesome. remember that. I don't awesome. Yeah, I don't so Walt uh, uh, Oops, sorry. I didn't say Walt Disney thing first. I have some I have some comments. He was, down. He was nominated from for awards between the nineteen thirty two and nineteen sixty eight Academy Awards. That's the forty first and fifth. He had one posthumous win in nineteen sixty eight, but like best picture nominations, best short subject, which are all cartoons, live action things. So yeah, he was Walt Disney was nominated. He received a total of twenty six awards and he was nominated, I believe it's fifty nine times is the number. So there's that, yeah. Anyway, Davis, go ahead. Was he actually animating himself? Was he helping animate? I mean, yeah, he built the company. I know we don't like Walt Disney. That isn't, I, but, like, was he drawing? As far as I know, yes. But also, okay. that's like a producer credit is a thing. I know. Like, I was just curious. Because, like, a lot of it is stuff where the producers would get the credit, and he was producing all of it. I mean, he built the company. I'll look into this. All right. Um, I wrote a few things. I don't like that they had the little hacker tropes, like, oh, yeah, I'm a hacker, so I'm going to do the hacking thing at the end to save us all. I never liked that trope. I thought it was a little odd, but I mean, she you was know. like, she was like, he's always, you're always on your computer. He was like, I'm a hacker. I was like, oh god, side eye. <laughs> uh, and also, side. <laughs> that kid is dead. When he gets shocked by, the, oh yeah, oh yeah, he's no. not coming he, back to he, life. He is absolutely done. Tim is absolutely done. He had actually the actor had screen tested for a role in Hook, but he was deemed too young. Spielberg promised him they would work together on a future film, and well. What a film it was. Meanwhile, Ariana Richards as Lex, she said, quote, I was called into a casting office and they just wanted me to scream. I heard later on that Steven had watched a few girls on tape that day. Sounds weird. And I was the only one who ended up waking his sleeping wife on the couch. And she came running through the hallway to see if the kids were all right. Wow. So she is the scream of screams. In the Lego game, that's her special power. You can use her to scream to break glass. There you go. That's pretty funny. Walt Disney did more than just direct and produce animated features. In fact, sometimes he stepped into the recording booth, the writer's room, and even collaborated with other brilliant minds to bring his features to life. To show, oh, never mind. That was the start of a list. But yeah, he did, he did, he did animate. Well, there you go then. So that, that answered the question. Again, you know, criticisms of that, of that man, of which there are extensive amounts. I have a lot. Uh, he did build the company from the ground up, and that's, well, that's all. That, that, that's, again, not, not excusing anything, but that is, that's why he's got Next nominated Next episode, for we're going to have the... Wait, Oscars. if I can make this joke, Disney might shut us down, so I won't make it. <laughs> You're right. They're definitely listening. It was, it was involving we... something cold, is all I'll say. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Why don't we uh, give this movie a rating before we move on to the next two? Uh, nine. Anna? Oh, sorry. Ten. 9.5. Again, I can't I can't excuse the random hole. That's my only only gripe. Okay, I've never noticed it before. We'll watch that it another time. Point five for you? Yeah. Well, okay, like okay, it's a 9.9, I guess. But I mean, like sometimes movies are just like nines. I just can't I No, it's it's a 9.5. Okay. Mine's it, just like, I should look at the nine. It's so, it's so high out there. And now, why don't we go ahead and move on to the second film in the Jurassic Park trilogy. That's right, everybody. We are talking about The Lost World Jurassic Park. Stars Goldblum once again. Julianne Moore as Dr. Sarah Harding, which is sort of a connection to the original book, kind of. Pete, mm-hmm. is, is it Pete Postlewaite? How do you say his name, Davis? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's Pete, in the town. 
Yeah, exactly. Pete Postlewaite, I'm guessing, as Roland. I'd say it's Postlewaite. Because he speaks with an Irish accent. So it's what? Probably Pete Postlewaite. Postlewaite, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. As Roland Tempo, Arliss Howard as Peter Ludlow, Richard Attenborough returns as John Hammond, Vince Vaughn in this as Nick Van Owen, Vanessa Lee Chester as Kelly Curtis, Peter Stormare as Dieter Stark, Harvey Jason as Ajay Seedhood. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Richard Schiff as Eddie Carr and many, many more. It's directed by Spielberg once again. Screenplay written exclusively by David Kep. Crichton was actually not consulted on this film at all until they checked for him with merchandising uh, rights. So no wonder this movie sucks. Anyway, um, cinematography from Jenny's Kaminsky, edited by Michael Kahn, and score from John Williams. It was a little early release in May of 1997. A little longer than the first film, at two hours and nine minutes. It cost a bit more at $73 million budget, and it took a serious dive at the box office compared to the original, grossing $618.6 million. It was one of the most anticipated films of 1997 with a $250 million marketing campaign, which is insane, which included video games, comic books, and toys. It was the second highest grossing film of 1997 behind Titanic, and its one Oscar nomination for Best Visual Effects lost to Titanic. So, The Lost World... Jurassic Park 2. Ugh. It happened. One of the most annoying experiences I've ever had in my life is watching this movie. I must admit. Yeah, it is my least favorite. Of the entire series or just the trilogy? It's actually my second least favorite of the entire series. Only Jurassic World 2. That's my absolutely favorite. That movie sucks. I hate it. That movie, Fallen Kingdom. Why do I hate it so much? Fallen Kingdom is garbage. Oh, why why do I hate this movie? This movie, though? Okay, so share. so why why don't why don't I why don't I get into this real quick? I'll sit, I'm gonna just sit back and let it, him do it. If you would, so first and foremost, Davis, I would like to show you um, a man by the name of. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up! I can't find the. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me a few seconds to look up this. Anna, why don't you explain for a moment why you don't like this movie? Okay, so the thing that I love about the first movie, they're just like, oh my gosh, dinosaurs, yay! And in this one. First off, they pull this island, which it is in the book, and like that's totally valid. But this island that they just don't mention, and it's suddenly there, and there's dinosaurs on it, and like no one has found this island until this British yacht family is just like, hmm, let's stop here to have lunch. And I'm like, that's kind of weird that no one's found it yet, or maybe they found it and got eaten or whatever. Um, but I guess I just don't like it. They did it. say some fishermen found it. Okay. But it also fair. doesn't that's make fair. any sense because, again, why would they show right. the eggs and stuff in the first? It's just a, it doesn't make any sense connecting to the first And movie. then it's just like it's a bunch of just a lot of action scenes with, like, not really a lot of plot, if I will. Like, they, I get they have the dinosaur poachers from InGen or whatever, but it's also weird because InGen are the ones that created the dinosaurs in the books. So, I don't know. It's just, meh. So, I would like to show you, Davis, a little picture here, guys. Here is Harvey Jason. Now, you may not recognize this man, but you will because he played the character of Ajay in this film, a clearly man of Indian descent. And, well, Harvey Jason is a white actor. So, Indian actor M.R. Pakumar, I'm going to guess that's how I say it, was initially cast as Ajay Sidhu in August of 1996, but was unable to, to participate in the project because of trouble acquiring a work visa in time for filming. He was one of six people considered for the role, but it, which ultimately went to Harvey Jason 
a white British actor. Just change his name to Alex or something at that point. Just <laughs> Alex. I mean, like, if you if you really can't get an Indian actor, an actor of color, I guess then just <laughs> don't because do blackface. This is what or don't he, do brownface. This rather. is what he looked like in the film. Yeah, I saw and, I looked it up earlier. Well, that was and, way too fast. I sorry, see. that's what he looks like in the film compared to his, well, very clearly lighter skin tone, it seems. I yeah, I I have major, major issues with this. It was it's like it's, aliens. It's dis wait mm-hmm. wait, which There's one was brown that? face and aliens as well. But. Oh wait, right, right, right. Yeah, it's um ridiculous and stupid and just lazy and I can't I believe really, Spielberg let that fly. Yeah, I don't really understand how that happened. Well actually why don't we talk about that? Because Spielberg said that during the production he became increasingly disenchanted with the film. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, I beat myself up, growing more and more impatient with myself. It made me wistful about doing a talking picture because sometimes I got the feeling I was just making this big silent roar movie. I found myself saying, Is this all there is? It's not enough for me. He also then regretted the film's characters are aware that they're going to an island of dinosaurs unlike the previous film. He later said that he knows a major reason why his sequels tend to not live up to the quality of his original films is, quote, My sequels aren't as good as my originals because I go into every sequel I've made and I'm too confident. This movie made a gazillion dollars, which justifies sequels. So I come in like it's going to be a slam dunk and I wind up making an inferior movie to the one before. I'm talking about The Lost World and Jurassic Park. He clarified for all of his audiences. Yeah, I hate this movie. I don't I, hate it. I think it's just okay. I feel like there's a lot of plot holes or just like no, dumb there are. things. There are a lot of plot things. holes. Like the guy wearing headphones. You're in a hostile environment and you're just wearing headphones. He just wants to listen to music. <laughs> yeah, and the fact That's that we, we cut back to the guy with the headphones and you can hear Dieter yelling his name. Yes. And it's it's and not like, like there's like other... Chilling. No, but there's other people 10 feet next to him who are not yeah. have their headphones on. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense that when they fly in on their helicopter, they didn't see the giant RV on an open ridge down there. And they go, oh, there are people here. And then later on, who killed the crew? No, literally. I have that in my notes because, okay, the baby T-Rex was brought separately. Oh, And <laughs> there is no way that T-Rex got into that ship room. The so- only, only viable option is that Pteranodons, in theory, could have done it. But that is not established and never even given. So no, they were velociraptors. You mean the compies? No, 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 no. Pteranodons, not compies. What about um, those velociraptors? Pteranodon. They were at the very end of the movie. You know the the flying ones. (laughs) The pterodactyls. No, pteranodon. The The different different types actually. Technically, the ones in this film are featured are pteranodons. Technically. Okay. Um, The only the only knowledge I have of pteranodons is from Dinosaur Train. There you go. Um, they they were actually supposed to be in this film a lot, but they ended up being cut until the very very end of the film. That makes no sense. Cage. Oh my god. It ma- that one makes no. It makes no sense how the whole crew is dead. How there's yes. a one guy missing a hand in there, and then they I somehow they somehow the T Rex gets out of its cage, but then somehow gets into the cargo hold, and somebody closes it, but then dies right after closing it. And then also the ship is going at flank speed, and nobody, not even the harbor master, thinks maybe we should get out of the way. No, literally, I was just sitting there, and I'm like. This movie's trash. Also, oh, I, this, I checked out at that point. This movie has invented the uh, T Rex silent step because multiple people get mm. surprised by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. Also, Dr. Harding is an idiot. Which one's? Oh, that's. She's Julianne like, Moore. we're not going to impact anybody. Pets the Stegosaurus and then carries a jacket with the T ter- Rex <gasps> baby's oh blood gosh. on it. That goes, made me so mad. And, and then argues before that and saying, they'll hunt us down. Yes. Maybe because you got its blood on you. Yeah, now that you pointed it out, I was just so like, I was like, this is just fine. I was just watching. I was like, I don't really care about this at all. Like, I like Jeff Goldblum in it enough that I was just like, this is fine. I, 
despise. Actually, I took a lot of issue with that scene where they were hanging off the RV when it was falling. Mm-hmm. That I, that scene felt like it was an hour long to me. Yeah, yeah. plus so it make, plus it it's because the pacing of it, right? So here's what happens, right? So the T Rex shows up to get the baby. They give the baby. Then the T Rex comes by and pushes the RV halfway off the cliff. Then leaves again. Then comes back to eat eat uh, Toby Ziegler. Then Odin. And Toby. Oh, yeah. He's also Odin in God of War. And then it just leaves again. All in the span of, like, maybe 10 minutes. He just forgot something. He forgot his watch or something. Well, I think their argument that, well, I guess that Sarah's trying to prove is that dinosaurs are, like, their parents, their families. And so they're like, oh, they're being aggressive because we took their baby. But I'm like, why... I agree. Like, why would they leave and then come back? And why would they leave and then come back? They just and take their kid and just be like, I And then we got that oh, stupid scene where Malcolm's like, oh, this is going to be bad. And then the van gets flipped over. This movie feels cheaper to me, honestly. Even though it's more expensive, the prosthetics, or not the prosthetics, animatronics are cheaper. Like, there's not a full body T-Rex shot, like, by comparison to the first film. Like, you have to have a scene where Malcolm says, oh, this is going to be bad. You know, in the first film, the reason... The dinosaur attacking the car was awesome because you didn't have Liz go, oh, this is going to be bad because yeah. that's stupid and this movie sucks. Michael Crichton would never allow such stupid dialogue. Mm-mm. Anyway, continue. I thought Jeff Goldblum was funny. Okay, and the gymnastics? <laughs> okay, <laughs> if I may, Kelly has the only kill in this movie, I'm pretty sure. She also, mind you, that's a mid-gym. She didn't even do a handstand. That's a, she just swung on a ball. Why did she do all that? What was the point of <laughs> There's nobody there to be like, okay, you get a go. And then, and then, I mean, it's just, it. and then the Velociraptor, so here's the thing about what, what this movie misses on too, is dramatic tension, because in the first film, the Velociraptors are killing machines. Yes. They don't, they don't, in this film, Malcolm just walks back slow, and they're like, okay, we're, you know, you know what happened when Muldoon turned his head in 10, in half a second, that Velociraptor was on him in that first movie, saying, you're done, kid, mm-hmm. you're done, you're out of here. But this one... Malcolm's like, what if I jump in a door, go out of a door, go back in the door, go in a car, go back out of the door, gymnastics? This movie sucks. I wrote, no way she needed to do that whole routine for that. <laughs> and then afterwards, I went, that's a 10. That's what, in my notes, I wrote that. <laughs> I oh am goodness. so... But this movie felt like four hours to me. Also I was the- just like sitting there. And it's just as long as the first one. I was just like... I don't think I... I watched the last 20 minutes, but I didn't watch it. I it's just paced like, horribly. Think. The only enjoyable parts of this movie, I think, is Hammond's first show. Like, when he shows up at the beginning, is kind of cool. That's cool. I like their dynamic. And I like Roland, because I think I think he's cool. But he's just not given enough screen time when to do anything. they first get to the island stuff, I was like, it's kind of cool. Yeah, but then it just it just gets meandered and all. Like, Ludlow is like a raging alcoholic at some point, because he's like just drinking out of a flask going... Yeah. And he's like slurring his speech. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> What is any of this? And then again, you have the nature dinosaur expert freaking out that there's a snake on him, so he gets eaten by the T-Rex. Yeah, that was... This movie is so stupid. (laughs) Michael Crichton would never allow such a stupid thing to be put to film. Speaking of wasted things, they could have brought in a new dinosaur. Like, they got the compies, which love them. They have like the numbing bites in the oh, book. Oh, I don't know about. I forgot it's about that. It's in the that. first book. Yeah, girl, I read that book one time like a hundred years ago. To be Same, honest with you, but high okay. school. Um, but yeah, so I was like, that was kind of cool. But the guy kept getting up and then walking away, and then they kept getting him, and I was like, he'd be like not so good. Um, but I'm like, I wanted a different predator than the T Rex and the Velociraptor. Like, there's so many dinosaurs out there. It does replay a lot of the same notes. I mean, you've also got the the Velociraptors in the tall grass, which is a cool scene until, like, there's that one dude where the guy's just like, ah! 
Yeah, and then it jumps on him. I don't remember any of this. And then I watched it and all then this morning. They go right after them and run through the tall grass, and there's no Velociraptors there. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. None I of think- it makes any sense. During that whole exchange with the Velociraptor, Nick Nick Owen is just not Nick Van Owen is just not there. Nick Van Exel, some for you. Hey, they, there you go, man. I'd watched this this morning after PT, so like at 8 a.m. I think I was just tired or something. I don't remember any of this. And there's just random, random scenes where like it's just too much of the characters just looking at things. Like when we learn that Roland sedated the T-Rex, we see Ludlow look at it, but we don't see the T-Rex. We just hear Ludlow. We see Lud- Ludlow's looking off of this, and we hear his breathing, and it's like, show it to us. Build a prosthetic. Yeah. You lazy bums. Also, how did they then build that gigantic cage to hold the T-Rex if they never planned to get the T-Rex? This movie sucks. Don't worry about it. Oh, speaking of Davis, you told us to remind you about a tranquilizer Oh, yeah, thing. thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, Thank you, Anna. That was good. I was watching this, and they have a lot of tranquilizers in it. Why do all tranquilizers have those comical feathers at the end? Obviously, back in the day, it was so that they could stay stable within like a blowgun, like when you had like like an actual blowgun that was just like a But little, nowadays, like you don't need pipe. it. Like, but at this point, if it's just an air rifle, do you need those feathers on it anymore? I feel like that's just for Probably looks not. at this point. Probably not. I don't think you do. Maybe maybe it helps it like keep stay straight. I, that's what I imagine, but like, it's like ba- maybe it's like a balance for the needle at well, the end. Well, that's what like on on arrows. That's what like feathers were for, or like that's what those the the fletchlings, whatever you call it, at the end are for. But like, it doesn't need. It's not going to have an issue of falling out of the barrel anymore, or falling out of the the blow dart, the blowpipe. So like, do we need feathers on? Tranquilizer darts anymore? That's all. That's all. I was just thinking uh, about that. I guess it definitely stressed me out though when he would like hold him in his mouth and he had been like, "Yeah, it's if you kill get you. this, no, literally, he's like, you wouldn't even know that you died." And he's just like, mm-hmm. "Yes, literally, he's just chilling with it, I'm killing like, me." That w- that was crazy. Also, that- why did the T Rex have to eat the dog? That is my least favorite part of the entire the movie. <laughs> in the last 20 minutes, I had che- I was checked out. Honestly, it it's feels like so a different movie. I thought, like, I honestly forgot how did they, about that scene. How did like they the San get it Diego out of one. San Diego? Um, they, they lure it back in with the baby and then trank it, but then the, it also eats Ludlow. Which well, the, Ludlow? he lets the baby uh, eat it. He, oh, the guy with the, the glasses? Yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. Hammond guy. Yeah, yeah. Hammond's, like, ugly nephew or something. Man, I hate that guy. He's yeah. so stupid. No. Uh, so week before filming begins, Spielberg decided to change the ending to have a T-Rex rampage through San Diego. He was interested in seeing dinosaurs attack the mainland, and he believed that audiences would enjoy the San Diego rampage. Initially, Spielberg wanted such a scene to be saved for a third film, but later decided to add it to the second one when he realized he would probably not direct another film in the series. The sequence is similar to an attack scene involving a brontosaurus in London in 1925 version of The Lost World, adapted from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's 1912 novel of the same name, both of which inspired the title for Crichton's novel. For Rampage sequence, Spielberg referenced monster films such as The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms and Gorgo. Kep's first draft of the new third act was completed a week after talking with Spielberg, although it would continue to go through revisions. Kep wrote a total of nine drafts for this film. So that's a lot. And again, I just, I... I don't know what else to what else there is to say, man. I don't I don't know what else there is to say. I guess they pulled quite a bit from Crichton's book, but again, he was not consulted in about the sequel film, and it was not until he declined to approve certain merchandising rights that he received a copy of the script. Kathleen Kennedy, the film's executive producer and producer of Jurassic Park, said, "Quote: In the same way, Michael doesn't see writing as a collaboration. Stephen went off and did his own movie. When Michael turned over the book to Stephen, he knew his work was finished, which seems odd. But anyway, you were going to say, Anna." Oh, and I was just saying, like, I guess my favorite, which sound, oh, this is going to be so bad. Um, so, what, you know, the coolest things to me in this movie is when the guy gets ripped in half. 
Because I think that's like one of the first times we see. Like, oh my god! Did you watch this movie, Dave? <laughs> I watched this it's, this morning. I when promise you. Toby, when he was trying when Toby to get the, got. the oh, trailer, I, I must have like, looked. I must have blinked when that happened. Also, that that, that breaks the laws of physics. There's no way a Honda CRV is oh going to save a trailer. No, it was the Mercedes Benz. It was an off-roader Benz, which is hilarious to me. That Mercedes sponsorship hit hard, That's man. Funny. But yeah, I that feel scene like, was crazy, right? Because I feel like a lot of like the violence in the first movie, it's more like like just a chomp. You know, you don't see a lot of other stuff going on. But that dude got got. He, he got ripped. It was terrible, man. It was terrible. I also think John Williams scores a little better in this one. Not not better. Okay, not better. Sorry, not better. I feel like it's more. It's repetitive though, is the problem. Yeah, I feel like it's more. I'm trying to find the word. I can't like generic. No, I was saying like darker. Yeah, than the I would first agree. Movie. He said he, I believe he said he was actually going for a more action-oriented score, and the main mm-hmm. theme is good, but that's kind of all that there is to it. It's very repetitive and played pretty much often. Again, Roland's pretty cool. Jeff Goldblum's back, I guess. I feel like he doesn't feel at all like the same character. No, because he's just like he's just stressing out the whole time because he's yeah. just like y'all don't do this and they're like we're gonna do it anyway and, and then, he's like i told you guys also i absolutely hate the like the whole it's not it's not i'm not gonna say gaslighting because david's gonna say it's not the right term but like when they all realize that they're there harding uh sarah harding is like oh, you're such a bad boyfriend so i should like risk my life to be eaten by dinosaurs and i'm like i don't That's really manipulation i don't really i don't really see the connection there why didn't you show up on a date with me and your parents i'm like so I, you want to be eaten by velociraptors I don't really, I don't really understand what's happening there. Do you like, know what gaslighting is, Alex? No, not at all. Like if you went like something on the gaslighting, I went like gaslighting is not real. I, I, I got, <laughs> yeah. I, I, admittedly, I was just misremembering how exactly the okay. scene went. Well, okay. So it that, was, that was more my fault. so. He was like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And she's like, "Well, you would have told me no." And he's like, "Well, now I'm here to take you back." But then she's like, "Why wouldn't you show up any other time that I actually needed you? I don't need you. Leave." Yeah, that, but I mean, still, like, I don't like. It doesn't T Rex, y'all. I don't really. It's not that complicated. The moment they show up, she almost gets killed by by a Stegosaurus. And you know how hard it is to get killed by a Stegosaurus. Come on now, y'all. It's a Stegosaurus. Look at his tiny head. Come on, man. I don't know about that one now. Alex Uh, talking about sizes of heads. Uh, yeah, obviously, as the foremost expert on gigantic craniums. (laughs) You want to hear the? You want to hear the origin of the phrase gaslighting? Oh my god, that's true. Movies. Really, it (gasps) does. What movie? A movie called Gaslight in 1944. <laughs> well, sh- it's yeah. based on a 1938 play, but basically, uh, like he like dims the lights in the house, and his wife's like, "What's the deal with this?" He's like, "You're imagining it's not real." <laughs> oh my god! That's like no I, way. That I mean, that's basically what it is, and it, he does that all the time in the story. And he like tries to alter her perception of reality by lying to her, which is what gaslighting. Okay, is. Yeah. Were they I, gas lamps? I, yeah. I apologize. Gaslight. I, I apologize yeah. for misusing the term. No, it's, I don't, I mean, I don't, it's okay. I thought you might find that interesting. I did actually. I movie did not know it was related to movies. Hey man, there you go. Uh, what else do we have to say about this movie that Davis doesn't remember and Anna <laughs> might remember? It was felt way too long. I don't really care about it at all. Mm-hmm. I like Jeff Goldblum because just says he's funny, not because he was good. Gymnastic routine completely caught me off. Crazy. Of Absolutely I was insane. like, I knew right when she said that earlier in the movie, I was like, there's going to be something with gymnastics here. Also, then Nick Van Owen just disappears for the rest of the movie. Did he die? What happened? No, he no, escapes he like, and he's just gone. And then he's like, everybody get on the helicopter. And he's on the helicopter and then it's just gone. And he was getting those, he was getting those, the things from the vending machine that you see in the third. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, well, actually, let's give it a rating first. I'm going to give this movie a four out of ten. Five. 
I was going to give it a five, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I dislike it more than you two do, I imagine. Let's move on to a movie that is not nearly long enough and also that I like that vending machines. It's the only nice thing I can say. Jurassic <gasps> Park 3. This film stars Sam Neill as Dr. Alan Grant. Good Lord, he must have been he must have been strapped for cash at this time. William H. Macy as Paul Kirby. Tia Leone as Amanda Kirby. Alessandro Nivola as Billy Brennan. Trevor Morgan as Eric Kirby. Michael Jeter as Udesky. John Deal as Cooper. Bruce A. Young as Nash. Laura Dern shows up briefly as Ellie. And then you've got it directed by Joe Johnston. He is best known for directing effects-driven films such as Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Jumanji, The Rocketeer, The Wolfman, and Captain America, The First Avenger. It's written by a trio of Peter Buckman, Alexander Payne, and Jim Taylor. Cinematography is done by Shelley Johnson, edited by Robert Dalva, and music from Don Davis. It's another summertime movie released in July of 2001. It is the shortest film in the series by a wide margin of just an hour and 32 minutes, but it is the biggest budget in the trilogy at $93 million, and it was the series' biggest disappointment at the box office, garnering just $368.8 million worldwide. Oh, Good God, this movie. Okay, before you rip into it. Go, go ahead. This is the first movie I watched. What do you mean? Like as a a person in No, (laughs) no, as like Jurassic Park movies. I watched it because my cousin was watching, like he was watching the end of it on Thanksgiving. And I was like, hmm, what is this? So this got me into Jurassic Park, which got me into Michael Crichton. Which got me into like horror stuff. So, so she has a special connection. Yeah, Alex. it's really nostalgic. To demean that special for connection me. for her, very, very evil of you. Um, no, I will. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's just mean. Yeah, um, I told you. I no, told guys. You. Um, <laughs> you know, just because you have a special connection with like crap doesn't mean that. Oh, it, wow. Doesn't doesn't mean that that that. Yeah, I, I was kind of almost referencing the first movie there for well, a yeah, moment. Anyways, but you can't say it because it's a no-no it. no word. Yeah, it is a no no word. That's just a would be big honest, man. Kyla. That is one big dung. Pile. First of all, I didn't even say it like that. Dude. He's like, I know. That's one big pile. Of. I was anyway. I was changing it from. I was making it my own, Alex. That's so incredible, Dale. Alex. Alex. Alan. <laughs> Stupid movie. Doctor Grant. Doctor Grant. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, dinosaur? Um, this movie. I, okay, but. Even with that special connection, can you not see? Okay, listen. The there's, light. There's some stuff. There's some stuff that I have issues with, but it is not as bad as the second movie. So maybe, Bro. maybe. Because it's shorter than the yeah, second yes, movie. Yes, exactly. Oh my god. That's the only. I didn't feel like I was sitting in my on my couch for four hours watching it. I. Thought- I- it took me four hours out there to watch it yesterday. I could not get through this. I movie. did. I did like what? speed through the last twenty minutes because I didn't care. Yeah, because this movie, I, I, I cannot stand this movie. Well, yeah, you're sitting down. Okay, you know what, Anna? That just about. <laughs> I just about had it with you on that one. I'll say I think this movie is extremely unnecessary. Uh, pretty boring, a lot of it, but it had some good moments. I liked Doctor Grant being back. He has some cool moments because yeah. it's Dr. Grant. He's cool. Sam Neill's cool most of the time. Um, it was, yeah, there's a few moments that I like. But Anything very predictable, else? very formulaic. Very cheap looking. I guess, yeah. Oh, come on. It looks horrible. The, uh, did y'all not notice the green screen in the parasailing scene? No. 
Oh my gosh, but I gotta show you that. It's horrific. Oh my goodness. It's absolutely horrific. awful. It's gonna make me like wanna rip my eyeballs out from how Alex is making Guys, it. okay, you know what? You know <laughs> that, what? That was, that, we, we have to give you some back. A little bit back. Fine. It's again, Sam Neill signed on to the project in June of 2000. Johnson later described Grant in the third film as being more cynical and sarcastic following the character's experience in the first film. Neil was happy to return as he felt his performance in the first film could have been better. Which is an interesting take. Could have, yeah. could have solidified. Just up say, that just accent. say you wanted to want to get that big check, man. Just say that. Come on now. Well, okay, that is one of the problems I have with this movie is that he has his whole like speech seminar. He has thing. no morals. And then he's like, "No force on earth or heaven could get me back on that island." And then they're like, "I can write all kinds of numbers on this check." And then he's like, "Yeah, I'll go." He thought I, they were just, to be fair, he thought they were just going to fly over. I also True. think that um, another problem with this movie is that everyone in it sucks. Yeah. <gasps> oh, they're, they're all, all jerks. awful. Oh, okay, like bad people. I mean, okay, the acting is it, well. Okay, maybe, maybe they do the best they can, but they're all terrible people. The Kirby's are awful. They're horrible. They're what? just they kidnap a guy. Yeah, that does happen. And like. I, also, the scene when um, Alan is like, well, what are you guys doing landing? And then and then it cuts to his POV and he gets knocked out. And William just goes, oh. And then it just fades to, like, fades was, to black. That was, that was so stupid, man. <laughs> he's just laugh. like he's like a little plumber dude. They're just trying William to get Macy. their son back. Is there anything as Kirby Enterprise? Actually, it's a Kirby Paint and Tile Plus. <laughs> plus stands for bathroom. Why does the satellite phone keep ringing so much? Do, Who's do, calling do, you? Do, 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 First of all, why why is a satellite phone your main choice of phone usage at your business? Real talk is that that wasn't even his satellite phone because the first time we hear that ring jingle, it's actually when Udesky has it in an entirely separate scene without William H. Macy, so that doesn't make any sense. He gave it to him. He gave it to him before they went? No, I'm talking about like when they were testing out that rifle oh, you hear it. I don't care. So... <laughs> I don't care. Just say you just say these movies. You don't care about these movies, Davis. I, I don't care about this movie. Why not? Because it, Alex, you were talking about how <laughs> little you like this movie. You don't care about this movie. That's true. William H. Macy Thank originally you. turned <laughs> down his role due to scheduling conflicts, so filming was delayed by a month. Macy had been working with Laura Dern on the 2001 film Focus, and she urged him to accept the role in Jurassic Park 3. Macy criticized the project during filming, commenting on the slow pace of filming. He said, "Quote." We would do a quarter page or some days an eighth of a page, and that would be a full 12-hour day of filming. Oh. He also noted that executive producer Spielberg was not seen on set despite a chair bearing his name that was always present, with Macy Maybe saying, quote, that's that's tragic. Macy saying, quote, you don't know if that's a threat or a promise. Spielberg was busy creating the 2001 film AI Artificial Intelligence. While Macy was impressed with the Jurassic Park 3 footage, he criticized the project for starting without a finished script. The script has been evolving and being rewritten as we go. And what you want to say is, quote, who launched a 100 million ship, million dollar ship without a rudder and who's getting fired for this? But that's the way it goes. That's the way they make these movies. Big deal. I think someone should be shot, but I'm not in charge. <laughs> what? Yeah, Macy's funny, man. Johnston said the actors went through an uncomfortable production shoot and that Macy may have simply made the critical comments on a bad day of filming. As the film approached its release, Macy said, quote, it was about the most amazing thing I've ever done in this business. <laughs> His PR people got to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's implying that he like faced the adversity and was able to actually like perform. Yeah. But also, I want to talk about the script of it because they actually rewrote the script about five weeks before the filming was set to begin, and eighteen million dollars had already been spent. Oh wow! Spielberg and, and I want to say it was. Let me see. Yeah, a draft written by 
Peter Buckman was rejected five weeks ahead of filming in favor of a simpler idea from David Kep. Johnson and Spielberg both were like, this sucks, and instead wrote up an entirely different screenplay that was being written as the film was going. I don't even think they completed the final act. They were just making stuff up as they went, which explains why some of these scenes are so terrible. They had Edouard Delacroix in it from The Green Mile. Think about it. Yeah! yeah he's also from of Sesame Street fame. Oh, really? Yeah, Who's he's he uh, he's uh, um, El- Okay, let me let me give me give me a second. Talk about right. something, guys. Talk about something. Uh, how's your day been, Anna? Oh, oh. my lord! Talk about the movie. <laughs> oh, he wants to okay. talk about the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, He's Mr. Noodle. I don't know who that is. And you don't know nothing about no He's Mr. From, Noodle. Like Elmo's world. Yeah, right? exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Like when they go in like the crayon world. Yeah, Mr. Noodle, man. He was Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle. Wait, what? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Man, you're crazy. I didn't watch. Yeah. He was Edouard Delacroix though. That's Edouard Delacroix. Cool. Anyway. Dress um, Park 3. You like yeah. it, though. Okay. Come on. Okay. So, I like it. One of the reasons, it has new dinosaurs. Mm. And it's new predators. So, it's not just like, ooh, let's watch this dinosaur eat some grass. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm Harsh. sorry. I'm sorry. You have that effect on me. Um, <laughs> it's just like, I feel like it ex- it explores more of like the fear side of the dinosaurs. And I really like Yeah, that. like I'm afraid I, like I see that. T. Leone on my screen, man. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Every Oh my gosh. The the family bonding, all of that, like where it's just, I can't even, like like their last main scene is like, do you remember that time I crashed a boat? I miss fishing. What is, what is this? At every turn. Oh my gosh, we're back in love again. I've totaled three cars in three years. Yeah, because you're the worst character in the history of the series. These people, these people make like the Nazi characters from the later films look look. I don't even know what man. Wow. I'm kidding. I've only seen Jurassic World. <laughs> well, you don't want to see the ones after that, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> They're a little rough. Not going. Yeah, on. yeah, they are. They're very, 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 very difficult to put my eyes to. I'll tell you that much. I also think the movie just looks very cheap. Like, would I be cool? Would I be hype about the Spinosaurus? Yeah, if the animatronics actually looked like they were animatron. Like, they look like robots. Like, they look like animatronic rides at Disney World, where like. The animatronics in both films, Lost World and Jurassic Park, actually feel alive. They're just like, it's just, ah, ah, <laughs> ah. Alan. That's all, that's all, like, that's all it is. <laughs> like, if you watch the Velociraptor, they literally just go. I have a question. How did Alan Grant dream that new type of dinosaur before he even saw it? Just saying. It's a great question. Just saying. Real talk is how. Also, this movie just relies entirely on convenience. Like they just happen to run upon the parachute and just happen to like in in a gigantic island. They end up in these spaces. Also, 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 the Spinosaurus breaks through a like thirty foot tall metal fence. They're like, what if we close a door on him? (laughs) It's like he can't get in now, gang. What? I do kind of okay. I will. And then the Pteranodon stares him down, man. He's like, "What you looking at?" It's meme worthy. I love the memes from this one. There's so many. When they're just like that stupid jingle, and they're just like, "Wait, the last time we had the phone was," and then they look over, and the spy source is just looking at them like, "There's no, no way you're hearing that song." I just want to say, how loud is that phone? I'm saying there's no way you're hearing that. If I if I put my phone on ring, opened these doors, and you walked down the hall, you wouldn't be able to hear it. Exactly. They don't make them like they used to. Clearly not. Back when they were making phones in the '90s, they thought we gotta have people aren't gonna know if their phones ring unless we have it earth-shatteringly loud. Anyway, um, I, ugh, ugh. 
I hate it so much. Well, go ahead and get it off your chest. I feel like I've said all I can about it. I don't it. know. I don't even know what else I have to say about it. The visual effects look terrible. The Kirby's are awful people. Billy's an awful person. Why wouldn't Billy just be like, "Hey, can I have my bag back?" I Not really like, just give me the bag. But why would Al, why would Alan be like, "I've got it"? Like, what? Feel like, hey man, can I just have my bag? Also, back? another lucky strap. That's two movies in a row with lucky strap, true. man. Boo, true. boo. <laughs> But, it kind of. And also, the lucky strap thing is funny until the strap is broken during one of the scenes when he's carrying it. It breaks. I mean, it clear, but then it's back together again is the problem. Wait, when did it break? Like he's carrying it like it's just like at like one end basically. Oh. Which I mean, there's like that's not possible because what? Oh, it unhooked. I'm stupid. Anyway, um, okay, I'll admit, Joe Johnson got me with that one. <laughs> um, I. Ugh. Like, they're all just crazy. And Alan is, like, the one good person, except he, like, just goes back on his ways. He goes, like, money. And the fact that nobody researched Kirby Enterprises. Yeah, yeah. Davis, if you come at me with a Davis Carroll Incorporated check, I'm going to be like, hmm, I wonder. <laughs> then again, I mean, it is 2001. But, yeah, like, come on, you know, you, you ask the, the guy library? at the bar, you're like, you ever heard of Kirby Enterprises? I don't know. Do your due diligence for going to Isla Sorna, bro. I don't know, man. Also, like... How the heck the Spinosaurus just showed up in the where, where was he in the last movie? And then and then there's another scene where um Alan goes, Yeah, he what the Spinosaurus wasn't on engines list. Makes me wonder what else they're up to, and that's just never explored again. Until Jurassic World. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so Maybe sorry. Maybe I should watch Jurassic World. <laughs> you are not ready for the amount of Chris Pratt-isms in that movie. Look, oh. I've seen Jurassic World. I didn't like it when it came out. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Did you know that even though a T-Rex runs 35 miles an hour, it does not run as fast as Bryce Dallas Howard in heels? <laughs> Did you know that? Sometimes it, 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 he was just feeling sluggish that day. Clearly. I. Oh, my goodness. I... What else do we have to say about this movie? I don't have guys? anything else to say really? about it. Really? Um, I kind of wish that they left Billy dead. Yeah. If I can. What? How did they find him? Yeah, that is kind of an issue. Oh, I probably wasn't even watching it at that point. And then at the end, they're like, ah, oh, the Pteranodons are getting a new home. It's a new world. Um, what? They're going to die of a lysine. Have you guys deficiency. heard of invasive species? Well, no, they wouldn't. Yeah, they would. I mean, because they were eating stuff on the island yep. that oh. ate the lysine. Yep, 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 yep. No, that's not. Yeah. That is no. in the second in one. In the second movie, they explained. It. No, yes. no, wait, 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 yes. no, no. Oh, he told. Okay, no. Wow, they didn't eat. They, he, they didn't eat things that ate the lysine. They just ate things that were high in lysine, which exist everywhere else. And the predators ate the the herbivores that ate the lysine rich plants. Well, they'll just find pre- herbivores that eat the lysine. Where the pterodons go? I don't know. Pteranodons. Um, I think it's pteranodons. Where do they go? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Are we sure the they're not is, though, pterodactyls? It doesn't matter. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I also would like to say that I think it's crazy that they're like, ah, these predators that almost killed us are going off to a whole invasive species alert. Have y'all not, have y'all not heard of the apple snail? Yes. Kudzu? That too, man? I don't, I don't know. know. You can eat kudzu. Oh, look at that. Well, next you, know, you can eat yeah. packing peanuts. Don't do that. <laughs> no, I they know. make them into like potato Try. chips. They're working on it. I did eat one. The kudzu, not the peanuts. Oh. <laughs> They're turning packet peanuts into chips. That'd be a, that'd be a Kramerism on Seinfeld. Think about that. He yes. walks in. Jerry, Jerry, did you hear? They're turning packet peanuts into chips, and he's just eating them. I can see that. 
Imagine that. Kramer, no! You can't eat those! And then George is eating with a fork, which is a reference back to when they're the, eating the Snickers. Then at the end, you just see fork. Newman also find he finds a bag of packing peanuts. He's like, oh, ooh, ooh. And he shakes it and rubs his hand together. Hello, Seinfeld. Hello. Who's it? Hello, Mrs. Seinfeld. Hello, Newman. Hello, Newman. <laughs> Did All right, you find Alex. anything on that? Yeah, it says they're pterodactyls. What in oh. the heck in heck? Okay. It says in hold, Jurassic Park 3, hold a up, pair of pterodactyls is seen flying Hold off. up. Hold up. Hold may, up. May I, may I ask a question? Yeah. Is it that imperative? Are they not like cousins anyway? It says pteranodons on Wikipedia, but I don't know how that what that means. Uh, no, it's not that imperative. I just wanted to prove Anna wrong, but I guess we'll he have loves to doing that. agree to disagree. Yeah. This is why we're best friends. <sighs> this movie... I can't think of anything else I had written down in my notes. Uh, I don't know if you guys can either. Also, the writing the writing group, um, Peter Buckman, who wrote the first script, he wrote Aragon, so what an incredible uh, resume you got there. Then Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor did Citizen Ruth, Election, About Smith, Sideways, The Descendants, Nebraska, and Downsizing, among many, many others. And again, this is the guy that did Captain America, The First Avenger, so I'm surprised there wasn't a montage in here somewhere, Davis. Aren't you? Ugh. Don't remind me. <laughs> Davis doesn't like that movie. Also, Don Davis uh, took over because composer John Williams, who worked on the previous films, was busy writing the music for AI, artificial intelligence. He recommended Don Davis to write the Jurassic Park 3 score. Williams' original themes and several new ones, such as one for the Spinosaurus that focused on low sounds with tubas, trombones, and, tim- and a timpani? Timpani? Timpani. Timpani. Sorry, there you go. Music and dinosaur expert were in- integrated into the <laughs> score. The fight between the Spinosaurus and the Tyrannosaurus which Davis compared to King Kong's Five of the Dinosaurs in the 1933 film, juxtaposed the Spinosaurus theme with the one Williams wrote for the T-Rex. I said that Josie would like this movie because every time the John Williams score comes up, it sounds like it's on times two speed, and she would enjoy listening to that. But Wow. Literally. Now I know I've been talking quite a bit. I know, Anna, you're our dinosaur expert, so what else do you have to say about any of these, uh, this movie or any other ones? I don't know why you keep calling me a dinosaur expert. I, mean, I just, I just like you have them. dinosaur earrings, courtesy of me perhaps, but also courtesy of regular nah, ones too. What the? They're the other ones. <gasps> you didn't like mine? No, I do. You guys try wearing dangles with headphones. It's not a good mix. I, I don't, I don't ever wear. I don't. I'm never gonna get my ears pierced after what happened to poor Sutton that oh one my time. God. You know, you know, what I'm t- you know, what I'm talking about. We don't also, talk about I'm guessing you went to Universal uh, when you were in Orlando. Did you go on the new Jurassic World reskin the ride? No. Really? Um, so I went on the OG, and I loved it because they had the animatronics, right? Yeah. And then it was so great. You had dinosaurs throughout the entire ride. There's the T-Rex at the end. Yes. They had Dilophosaurus's, like, spitting water yeah, on exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. It was so cool. It was so cool. And then in this one, it's all, like, video screens, and it's just the Mosasaurus. So did you? So you did go on it then? No, I watched someone like film it as they rode and it, and you were like illegal mid- to see if I wanted to ride it. Oh, it's illegal! I just made that up. Crimes. Well, I did you go did. on the Velocicoaster? I did. And it was very fast. Yeah, that I uh, felt like really I was cool. going to pass out at some point. I've been on it, but it really? was it was very cool. It it seems really really awesome. I like it. Yes. You know, it, it replaced like the old. Uh, no wait, that was Hagrid's ride. Replaced the old dra- Dragon's ride yes. from Harry this Potter. This one was World. like. Totally new. I yeah, think. and like a new yeah. spot in the in the park. That's cool. That's cool. The whole Jurassic Park area in um, Universal um, is it's pretty cool. It has its, its moments. So cool. I love going to the visitor center because it's just like it's just Jurassic. <laughs> it's just Jurassic Park, man. That's all. That's all. That's all I it love is. It. That's all it is. Well, yeah. shall we give this film a rating before we? Uh, Five. Anna, you're not gonna like me. 
Okay, I I think I'd give it a seven, honestly, because I like. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, you were no explain 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 yourself. Okay, I I like just watching this movie because it's one of those that you can just kind of like chill with. Like it's more humorous, I feel, but you also yeah because have... they're all awful. Well, I no, don't no, know. I know. Go I on, go know. on, go but on. But also, it's just like kind of wholesome in a way because all the characters are just kind of like going into this with their own expectations and their own like reasons for going and then they're just trying to survive and now and then they're all like friends at the end plus there's barney in it so like 10 out of 10 times that's true barney's proof. plus right. don't forget they Dinosaur did the three slashes man. through the title you love that oh Pretty i did cool. write that down oh you, you and love at that. the beginning when dr alan grant is playing with ellie's kid and he's showing them two dinosaurs it's a spinosaurus and a t-rex i will admit i did really like that when you kind of tease it as if it's alan with ellie and their children and then it's like oh no yeah. that was good i don't know why i feel like it's just because they couldn't get laura Dern to do the movie that's an issue i have with jurassic world dominion i know we're not talking about it but but I hate it when movies put people together just because they're just like, oh, let's have romance. Cute, yeah, 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 yeah. Also, it's don't gross. forget um, when Cooper gets eaten by the Spinosaurus, Alan Grant, who was knocked out by him, goes, that's Cooper. And then it's just, it, I just thought it was hilarious. I, I can't get over that scene. But a seven. Okay, okay, okay. You know? Okay. Don't look at me like that. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not He's I'm giving not. me side eyes. You should have seen the side eye Davis gave you when side you said you gave eye. it a seven. Davis, could you expand upon I'm that? I'm reading about spine. Uh, I just I would give it a seven. I was okay. surprised you gave that high of a score. That's all. I'm reading about spinosauruses over here. But wait, what score did you give it? Five. Oh, I thought you gave it a six. No. Oh, two and a half. Two and a half from Alex. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. I got a heartburn right now. Really? Oh, okay. I ate some pizza earlier. Oh, well, too that, much that, grease. That, that, hey, that's dangerous. Um, so let's look. Let's take a brief look ahead. Obviously, Davis, you haven't seen Jurassic past Jurassic World, but the rest of the series it picked back up in 2015 with Jurassic World. That was a commercial hit. Critically, it was all right. It was kind of. I think it repeated a lot of the mistakes yeah. of. The two sequels that followed it definitely missed sort of that Spielberg magic and missed the treating the dinosaurs like dinosaurs, I think, or treating them like like monsters. I really love how in the first movie almost treats it like Jaws. I'll give it that. Mm. But this film doesn't – the later ones don't do that. Fallen Kingdom, another financial success, critically was a oh, flop. Gosh. Then Dominion was kind of just all the way around a flop. Yeah. I don't remember what kind of money it pulled in, but I didn't think it was nearly as high as the last two, if I'm not mistaken. It kind of reminded me of like the Star Wars sequels in a way, where the first one is low-key a repeat of the original first movie, and then the second one, like everything happens, and then like nothing happens, and then the third one, it's just like they're trying to just kind of like wrap it up and put a bow on it, but it's still kind of just like, that's a little inconclusive. Jurassic World Dominion made a billion dollars. What? <laughs> Are you kidding? I did see it in theaters. There is, I mean, I did two with my family because it was going to be fun. Fault. No. This is y'all's fault. No, don't be mean. Don't be mean, Davis. Well, it could be worse. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom made $1.3 billion. No. That the, movie's so bad. The oh, my God. Oh, my just, God. Like, laser pointer. Oh, yeah. Oh, Davis, Davis. I, we're going to play a game, Davis. We're going to oh, tell God. you things, and you're going to guess if that actually happened in a movie. So... In Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, they create a new genetic hybrid uh, dinosaur that can be put on criminals or targets with a with like red 
red dot sight, basically like laser aimed. So if you like put your laser on, it's gonna like go out of like a missile. Mm-hmm. That happens in a, in a movie. Yeah, I don't know if I explained that well enough. I understood. And then in the third movie, so if you remember a a key shot um from the second film. They're wrestling uh, all the, or you know, wrangling all the dinosaurs uh, in, in Lost World, and there's the one with like the like the horn that shoots out the back, oh, and the like a flat face, Parallosaurus. yeah, whatever, and it jumps up and and like shoots its head up, and like four or five guys get pulled on a rope and like fly through the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in um, Jurassic World Dominion, Chris Pratt and a bunch of his buddies go on a horse and just lasso it, mm. and they got That's it cool. down, man. Okay, here's another one for you. Um, so the same way that they created dinosaurs, they made a human clone. They put frog DNA in it. <laughs> Bingo, dino DNA. DNA. Oh my goodness. Another man. thing, like, how did they know what dinosaurs they were making if they're just pulling random blood out of a mosquito? They just hope they. They just hope they got it right. That's just something I was thinking about. Hey I man, like, hmm. they're they're just they're just guesstimating. Also, I. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! And again, Jurassic World made one point six billion dollars. Telling you, it's the nostalgia. It's crazy. Three billion dollar movies. Oh, Jurassic in... World. Oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, okay. uh, there's nothing. Else. Uh, Jurassic World is the first Jurassic movie where a woman gets killed. Oh. Because if you notice in the in the Jurassic parks, um, women and children do not get killed. It's only men. Like the women and children get injured, but none of them die. And then in this one, the Mosasaurus kills just that chomping. Crazy! You'd think she was like an antagonist or something. Oh she just gosh. gets destroyed. Also, I don't think we talked enough about how cool Ellie Sattler is in the first movie. She's pretty awesome. Like, because then John Hammond's like, um, maybe I should go because I'm a man. And she's like, we can discuss sexism and survival situations yes, later. She's and I'm a like, queen. drop the mic, queen. Let's let's go. And women will take her. over the world. Oh yeah, dinosaur eat man. Woman inherits the earth, and then and then I love how Ian's like, and then and then Alan Grant's like, that's hot. He yeah yeah look at he giving like oh the, the side eye smirk. I also like that they have like a relationship because in the books like she's they just don't. like his student basically, and it's yeah, weird. In I this, it's better. Mm-hmm. What? I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm just like uh, relationships and. Thriller movies. They have an uber ambiguous relationship in the movie, though. Anyway, you don't really true. know what the heck's going on. She talks about his on. kids. She's like, yeah, uh. exactly. No, I know. We're we're about to we're about to wrap things okay. up, Davis. We just gotta get out of here five minutes early. What else uh, have we been watching these past? Uh, any other movies or TV shows you've been watching lately no, that wasn't? Somebody works me like a dog watching all these movies. <laughs> okay, Davis, you're the one that assigned yourself to watch the Lord of the Rings come, come <gasps> later. I love the Lord of the Rings. I know. It's going to be exciting. We're really excited I, about that I'm episode. fine with I like those. <laughs> you made me watch two bad movies. Just wait till we do The Fast and the Furious. Oh, my gosh. I, I, don't, I can't guarantee I'm going to watch all those. I just watch We're only watching the first five anyway. I, I, I want you to go ahead and taper expectations. I don't know if I can guarantee all five. <laughs> what else have we been watching then? Davis says nothing. I've also been watching nothing. Anna. Um, All on you. I watched The Last of Us. Oh, yes. I finished yes. it. Yes. Oh, my God. I haven't finished the last episode don't yet. Spoil so don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Um, I haven't finished the last episode yet. Not so. planning You already know to. what happens, Alex. Oh, my God. You got props? <laughs> my heartburn is, is killing me right now. I can feel it in my ears. You ever heard of that? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just like, I can't explain it. The Last of Us. Anything else, Anna? Um, I've been watching Community. Good show. Six season in the movie. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very um, nice. All right, cool. Yeah, I've been mostly watching movies from y'all's podcast yeah. that I haven't seen. Like, I watched Deep Impact and Armageddon. 
and a crowd watching Deep Impact. I, that makes two people sad. win. It sad. It was sad. <laughs> two bad T. Leone movies in one month. I, I hardly not, watched it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I barely watched it. Tremendous. Tremendous. And ooh, what's been your favorite movie that you've watched because of the podcast? This, this, I, I want to see what, what kind of impact ooh. we've had. Honestly, it would have to be Nope. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, she loves the Jordan Peele trilogy. <laughs> I now. did. Big fan. I bought them um, mostly because I'm not like Alex with a million streaming services. Um, but <laughs> I was like, I'm, there all, is... I'm also like Alex with a million streaming services because I use all They're of Alex's. All <laughs> Every time I have to like when people ask for my, for an old password, I'm like, all right, let me look at my text with Davis and see if I can find it. Wow. But I was like. It was on Amazon. It was a bundle deal. But honestly, I was like, they're so good. You should get them physical. You can do that? Uh, like as in, like, like if you've already DVDs. bought. No, I'm like, if you've oh, already no, bought it digital. No, no. But you need to get them physical. Because oh, Amazon okay. one day might be like, eh, we're going to take them off. And then you're just, Yeah, that's true. We're, we're big phys- physical media supporters on this one. Because, you know, with HBO Max, they can just take some off streaming if they want it's to. It's gone. It's gone forever. Like, you don't really own anything. You just own the service that they provide. Yes. A theory. Anyway. Um, we got to wrap up we, here. We, we love Nope. Uh, <laughs> probably no Ministry of Truth this week because there wasn't yeah. anything big. Twitter's been kind of died down lately post Oscars. Elon's messed it up. Hey man, he probably can't has. see what people have liked anymore. Really? It doesn't show you on your for you page what people have liked. You have to go to their like. Oh, it doesn't God. doesn't notify you. And then for our question today, we got a trivia question before we wrap the show. Anna, do not answer this if you do know. We got two questions. Um, number one is who directed District Nine and sci-fi film, and I brought that one up. And also number two. I asked this one before, but I'm gonna ask a different one. What does NIM stand for in the animated feature The Secret of NIM? I think I'm saying that right. There's also a little question that says, What horror series features a serial killer called Jigsaw? <sighs> I know this one. Is that were you I was like, you No, can, we, you I mean, I've asked that one trivia. before. The answer is Saw. Anyway, um with that, Anna, any last thoughts you want to leave the listeners with before we wrap up the show? I don't know. It's just so weird to be in here, you know. I've just been listening to the podcast. Now I'm here. On the podcast. While I listening know. to the podcast. I'm just s- wait, you have to listen to your own voice. Oh, I'm not looking forward to it. Well, I hope I did an okay job. Oh, you were perfect. I think she did great. We we Thanks. hope you had a great time. Thank I you did. for joining us. Tremendous. Aww, we thank you so much for joining us on the show. What an episode it was. And now, unfortunately, your mic is getting turned off because I've got some things I've got to do. Thanks to everyone for joining us once again here on the set for another episode of Through Lens, Weagle 91.1 FM's longest-running movie podcast and longest-running podcast of any kind. If you have any thoughts on the Jurassic Park series, controversial or otherwise, you can let us know directly by following us at Through Lens Weagle. That is Through the Lens, W-E-G-L, on Instagram. We'll be back next week, joined by the host of Saturation Italicized, Lee Dewberry and Lauren Bistritz, for an extra special episode on sequels from the DreamWorks studio. But that is in the future for special guest Anna Ryan, my co-host Davis Carroll. I'm Alex Houston, and we will see you all next time.